0: On this episode of Hit the Books Podcast, we're talking about a lot of news coming out of Netflix, some surprising reveals about Gears of War, and pricing is released for PSVR. Stay tuned! Hello and welcome to episode 69. <laughs> it's a sex number <laughs> <laughs> of Hit the Books podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Saunders. And we're here to bring you all the nerdy news you need to know about this week. For those of you unaware, you can find us on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Stitcher, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you name it. We're all over the place. So if you could, give us a like. Subscribe, maybe share with a friend. Help us grow the community. It would be much appreciated. And of course, Nick Marlat and Emery Saunders are two members of a Twitch stream called Those Natural Ones. So for you D&D fans, you can follow their campaign on twitch.tv forward slash those natural ones. And you can also find them on various podcast services and YouTube. And we finally got the domain
1: name for YouTube. Nice. Uh, it is uh, YouTube, like,
0: YouTube.com, uh forward slash those natural ones. Great. So definitely look up <clears throat> those natural ones if you're in for a good time on a Tuesday. Uh, their Twitch stream is at 8.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time. Yep. 8.30 every PM. Every time. And then they usually have the YouTube upload fairly quickly after that, usually the next day. Oh, yeah.
1: Also... Uh, this friday it's going to be the first in person episode <gasps> of those natural ones amazing i cannot wait <laughs> <laughs> so i expect it to be bonkers oh yeah it's going to be silly as all hell did nick like complete a table and everything uh right now uh, i think the the table's ready Sound is ready. Uh, I think the only thing that we need to kind of bring to the location is cameras, which are most likely going to be a collection of webcams.
0: Nice. All right. Well, I will definitely look forward to that. I also got to re-up my uh, Amazon Prime subscription, which you should too, if you are watching those natural ones. Go and support Emery and Nick on that show. Yes, if you've already got a,
1: an Amazon Prime subscription, please uh, subscribe to
0: us for free using your free Twitch Prime subscription. Unfortunately, you have to renew it every month to keep it active. So if you could, just once a month, drop in. If you have a Prime subscription and you're not using it for any other Twitch stream, go ahead and give them some support.
1: Drop in, say hi, or say anything in chat, and maybe you can run into... I don't know. More people have been coming into the stream, and I think the last time we got surprise rated. Nice. Yeah. Tune in
0: and find out what happens. On those natural ones. Alright, I think that covers pretty much everything. If you want to reach out to us, give some uh, constructive feedback, or want to reach out for any promotional stuff, uh, you can find us at uh, hitthebooksvids at gmail.com, and you can also find us on social media and reach out to us there, Twitter, uh, at htbvids, and facebook.com forward slash hitthebooks. Uh, we do have a YouTube handle now, uh, based on their new feature. We're uh. at Books videos. Currently, that may change, but... If uh, you want to search for us a little bit easier if you're not subscribed already, which why aren't you subscribed? Go subscribe right now. Right now! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're getting more official. Yeah. Getting slightly more official. (laughs) Set's getting a little more put together. Things are coming together fairly well. I have a baby, so it's a little harder to find the time to do the little stuff, but uh, it's starting to look cohesive. (laughs) We'll see if it lasts. (laughs) Mediocre. (laughs) mediocre and of course nick Marlott is not with us this week once again so sir pat stew will be sitting in to keep us company
1: and honestly who could say no to sir pat stew ian mckellen that's who <laughs> <laughs> that's rude <laughs> I, I mean, we were friends. What do you think the X-Men movies were? <laughs> I want to see his neck get broken. <laughs> All right. His neck get broken. More like I want to see
0: him turn to dust <laughs> at the end of a third X-Men movie again. I mean, with how old they both are at this point, <sighs> it might come sooner than you think. Oh. But not Sir Pets, too. <laughs> but cover your ears. Ear, earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs.
1: Earmuffs. We love you. Well, we'll tell you what happens in the next movie when you're older.
0: All right. Well, (laughs) uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the show, we usually go through every news topic. Uh, We've started a new trend where we're going through video game stuff. Then we're going through movie and TV stuff. And then we're going through comic book stuff and then tech stuff at the end of the show. And, uh, of course, we'll always give our prestigious, nay, life-changing award of Cover of the Week from Hit the Books Podcast. Stay tuned. All right. So before we get into it, what have you been up to? What have
1: I been up to? Well, apart from working my way through Cyberpunk 2077, which I found is maybe 80% side quests and 20% story. That's like every RPG nowadays. uh, Yeah. And this one, the more I played it, the more I was kind of surprised at the ubisoft level of checklists that uh, you could definitely go through in that game
0: you played witcher 3 right oh yeah yeah <laughs> you want to talk about fucking checklists <laughs> that entire game is nothing but checklists <laughs> i have been playing that game for like six years and i still have not beaten it because I am just such a completionist. I can't resist. I have this ADHD, and I just can't resist going to like, the little
1: question mark on the map. That that ADHD little tickle in your brain that says, ooh,
0: what's that? <laughs> I just had the FOMO, you know? Like I, I don't want to miss an Easter egg or some big, like, cool story that was not a main mission, you know?
1: Literally wringing all of the value of this game out. As though you were like twisting a wet cloth dry. It is, and mind you, there's a lot of content in that game, uh, <laughs> The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, which has two expansions, one of which adds a whole nother map. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 expansive. It's almost oppressively big. It is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is an accurate description of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's huge. It just takes so long. And it, I, I love it. I love the Witcher universe. I do not love the Witcher TV show, which we'll get to later in the show.
1: Oh, and those of you watching, you might listen to a reason why you too are probably going to fall out of love with that show.
0: Yeah, there's some problems, and now there's bigger problems, (laughs) one of which has started a petition, which we'll talk about later. Yeah,
1: problems mounting, unfortunately.
0: Did I I tell you why I stopped playing Witcher again? Why you stopped, like, for, is this time number three? Three. So, as you know, (laughs) I have been on this personal mission for the past year or so where I'm just going back through everything like and completing all completing the games completing all the that you stuff because I have this habit of getting these big huge games, playing them for like 3 quarters of the way and then just getting occupied by something else and then when I go back to I'm like I don't want to relearn all these game controls and figure <laughs> out what was going on in the story again and try to remember everything. I'll just start from the beginning at some point in the future and then I never touch it again. And so I have like all these partially completed video games partially completed comic book series and stuff that i just got busy never could get back to or they got delayed and i i I never got to finish it well i was doing really really well with this i went through a ton of comic book series that i had to catch up on on our little uh hiatus our previous one yeah before the baby and then uh i I completed a bunch of video games that i had left Stagnant, and Witcher Three was the next big thing on the chopping block because it just it takes up a lot of space on my hard drive, and yeah, I want to get yeah, over mean, it. it, it it's, it's a big game. <laughs> and then they announced that there's going to be a PS5 upgrade for free, <laughs> <laughs> and much like Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> I said, well, why do I want to play the lesser quality version? (laughs) I'll just wait for it.
1: You fucking put it off again (laughs) just to get an upgrade that's not going to do anything. It's going to be prettier. (laughs) Like, you might get a performance mode where the game moves even more fluidly. They're going to add a side mission. They're going to add a side mission. Yeah. Yeah. On a game that already takes two hundred hours to complete everything, <laughs> they're gonna add, they're gonna say
0: what's one more side mission yeah, so I put it on the back burner and started playing uh, again other games <laughs> 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 so there you go, <laughs> but sorry, I cut you off
1: uh Please yeah, proceed. um. Yeah, I have gotten back into cyberpunk trying to work my way through, like, everything before I complete the main mission. Because, well, I I hate to say it, but when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077, I've come to slowly realize that the the main plot in which you are resolving your connection to Keanu Johnny Silverhand... (laughs) all of the other subplots are far more interesting. Like, there's an entire subplot where you are uh, contracted by a person who's running for mayor to, like, go and steal, like, a piece of data that might, you know, work against you, only to later on find out that there's an episode where they're experiencing weird amnesia memory loss memories being rewritten only to find out that it's potentially being perpetrated by a rogue ai from somewhere in the fucking net (laughs) nice and they end that particular side quest storyline by having like your vision just shut to black at one point point and have a voice talk to you that seems weirdly mechanical, saying, hey, maybe don't push the situation any further. (laughs) (laughs) It's like literally a fucking ghost in the machine telling me to fuck around and find out. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck is this game? That's awesome. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, Mind you, it's a basic first-person shooter. It's it's a basic first-person shooter and a not-as-finely-tuned racing game. And by racing game, I mean when you occasionally hit someone on the side of the road, you are occasionally
0: racing away from the law. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in uh the third Arkham series game where you could play with the Batmobile and just fucking slam into people? Uh, oh, but hey, Batman doesn't kill. Oh, <laughs> y- y- you mean the game where you...
1: of the time we're playing as the
0: Batmobile. (laughs) (laughs) And and (laughs) shooting people with non-lethal rounds from a fucking tank. (laughs) That's that's not how tanks work. uh, These rubber impact bullets only have the
1: the strength of a gorilla behind them. (laughs) If a gorilla punches you in the face, you're dead. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. If you... If your car runs into someone and it tases them away from your car, Mm. that's cardiac arrest. (laughs) Batman doesn't fucking kill people. Get the fuck out of here. Ridiculous. (laughs) So full of shit. (laughs) At least Cyberpunk 2077 is kind of honest when the game works. (laughs) I I might have experienced uh, a bug or two that might have made... The entire world looked like it was flitting in and out of existence like I was on, I don't know, future drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but it only happened to me once. I'll say that. Like in, in CD Projekt Red's defense, when I finally got the game at half off, it mostly works. Except for like the... Where the fuck fuck are the police in this game I, I, <laughs> they're fucking dead <laughs> either they're dead or they're always busy doing something else other than you know chasing after me
0: yeah it it kind of bums me out because you were so excited about it i after was watching the anime and then starting the game and then now it's two episodes from then and <laughs> you clearly have softened on it quite a bit um, the anime is
1: amazing that's the thing. The the anime was like I was into that game for a little bit then I fell out of it and then the anime came out and it was like oh my god this anime is so good it, like it gives it, that anime literally put me in the brain space I needed to be to want to play more of that game.
0: Nice. Yeah, I you can always tell if an anime is good when it comes out because the ratio of lewd fan art <laughs> goes through the roof. <laughs> just, just if it's not good, like there's no it, lewd fan art. Yeah, but anywhere. if it
1: if it's good, lewd fan art skyrockets. Yeah,
0: all the moon mama, like oh my god, <laughs> fan art that <laughs> oh just <no>. falls across my <laughs> Twitter timeline all the time. Oh like no. what is this?
1: So uh, it doesn't help that quite a bit of that show is its own lewd fan art.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fan service. Mm,
1: Fans are being serviced already, let me tell you. (laughs) All (laughs) right. Why look for a game that has someone making nude mods for it when you can just play cyberpunk and just be nude? (laughs) (laughs) Or watch cyberpunk, Edge Runners, where you can just see people be nude. Nice. Hey, uh, I'll give it to CD Projekt Red. They are not afraid of human anatomy at all. Which I appreciate. (laughs) Not even when there's a bullet going all the way through it and making it a splatterhouse mess.
0: (laughs) If you would like to send Emery... No! Your Cyberpunk 2077. (laughs) Don't you do it. Lewd fan art. Don't you do it. Hit the books vids at gmail.com. I swear to God. Thank you. (laughs) you're incorrigible one of these days it's gonna work and i'm going to be so happy <sighs> if you want to make my day oh my god it's gotta... send me your lewd fan art oh we're addressed gonna... to emery
1: we're gonna end up with terabytes dude <laughs> I, terabytes. I, will, I will read it on the show <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay th- there is one other thing besides cyberpunk actually two other things uh there's a game uh a game that's meme-tastic uh, strangers of paradise final fantasy origins or as i like to call it uh neo or neo 2 final fantasy style <laughs> team ninja i know what you did <laughs> plagiarism uh, a little bit <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, the the loot scheme in that game is nonsensical. But if you give me, like, this game's version a drip where I can look like uh, an edgy, emo Frank Sinatra casting spells and shit, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Uh, the story... I thought I was done. I thought I had gotten all the way through. But then I come back to the game (laughs) only to realize that there are like two DLCs, one of which dropped like a couple weeks ago, where let's just say they raised the bar or the Mm. level cap, as it Mm. were, as well as adding more jobs. The worst part of final fantasy <laughs> you, i hate the, the part systems. that you like the least yeah. let's let's be let's be fair no it's like, the worst i swear to god <laughs> <laughs> it's... any of you who are fans of games like final fantasy tactics if you're into the job system this game is going to be your jam let me tell you if the job system is not your jam Maybe just play a different game. (laughs) I I don't know what to tell you. Don't have to tell me twice. This game is the job system all the way down. I'll watch a YouTube video for the story. (laughs) Call it a day. (laughs) Uh, Okay, if you want to watch a YouTube video for the story, be prepared to hear the term chaos. To a point where the term chaos is oppressive in how many times it's referenced.
0: Kind of makes you wish they went the Voldemort approach. Oh. You shall not be named. <laughs> you
1: shall not be named. Gaius! Uh, I mean, they couldn't possibly go that route. One, because when they were advertising that game, they accidentally uh, let the secret slip as to what the the whole deal of the game was. That deal being... The chaos you were looking for was inside you all along. Inspiring. <laughs> and the the monsters guarding the crystals that you needed to purify were actually the friends you made along the way. Aww. <laughs> uh, it, yes, the the impetus behind that game is realizing you're actually the villains to the... Original 1985 Super Nintendo, or Super Famicom if you're Japanese. (laughs) The original Final Fantasy. You're the baddies.
0: (laughs) Wasn't the original Final Fantasy on Nintendo, though?
1: Uh... Yes, the OG Nintendo. Did
0: I say Super Nintendo? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh my mistake. The the <laughs> I'm o- just correcting because fans will
0: ridicule us and uh, bury oh, us right. yep. almost immediately.
1: Yep. Thank you. Um We caught it. We caught it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> Cease and desist. Um actually it was the original Nintendo. <laughs> original Famicom system in <laughs> in uh, Japan that wasn't released until the with they came up with the name Nintendo. I, I, yes, we get it. Thank you. And also you're welcome.
0: We also, by the way, we also have a segment for corrections at the beginning of the show. You notice the last few episodes have not had corrections. It's because I deleted them. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, like, I edited everything out that we fucked up. This is like, like edit out the fuck ups. We're never wrong, <laughs> but you will never know about it. <laughs> so if you're like, oh, they really jumped to the next topic kind of fast, maybe we fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The,
1: why not just cut ahead? <laughs> why not? <laughs> just make it easier for everyone. Um. Yeah. That game gets wild. You fight Bahamut if you're, you know, a bad enough dude. Classic. Although, if you stat it uh, correctly, and by stat, I mean wear the right gear to uh, get the right uh, class boosts, you can, in extra mode, let me be clear, in extra mode where the mode that lets you like do extra damage and... uh, use your spells without having to drain your magic points Uh, in extra mode there is a way to effectively make yourself invincible you can find these builds online and if you're just trying to get through the story what little of it there is um yes There is a way to get through it without having to go through the drudgery of going through levels that you've already played in order to level up your gear and earn points to further the story along. It's honestly, when I put it like that, it's a little bit like busy work, but there's like a a Zen quality to it. We just like,
0: yeah, I mean that's a perfect description of r p g s in general <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's tedious, but it's like meditative
1: yeah i uh, I will say like the quickest thing that I learned is if you can there's a point in which you can actually <laughs> adjust the level of stages mm-hmm. if you can beat the game and get to the point where you can adjust the level of stages uh get enough. Crystals to max out the level of one stage and keep grinding that stage until you get like very, very high level gear and then go all the way back to like the lowest level just to get through it. <laughs> it's like basically kind of a way to cheese the system,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that was always kind of like the fun thing about classic JRPGs in general is like if you were creative enough. You could usually find a way to like almost one hit, <laughs> like a boss, uh, and like I love going on YouTube for Final Fantasy VII, <clears throat> the original in in general, because you know they have their big super mega bosses, you know. Yeah. After the fact <clears throat> that you can play basically anytime, and this is something that I, Square Enix used to do that I love, but that they don't really do anymore. Yeah. Like even the Kingdom Hearts games, they would always have Sephiroth as like the final yeah. iteration. Iteration of Sephiroth would be like the the real B- like real major big deal secret boss yeah, yeah. that would be super difficult and really challenging and once you beat that boss it's like all right now i'm a badass you yeah know? yeah the yeah. bracking rights boss yeah and it, they they even had like secret hidden bosses at different stages like the the one that sticks out is like the phantom and the uh clock tower yeah uh, for the peter pan world or whatever <clears throat> and those bosses were always super challenging and fun and like it gave you a reason to like really level up and really like take advantage instead of just plowing through the story and calling it a day i'm like remembering my teenage years as you bring this up it's like yeah. oh my
1: god i sat through and basically worked through every last bit
0: of that fucking game yeah and even like the stadium stuff like every game needs to have like a stadium arena <laughs> <laughs> like mode somewhere it's just it's, so fun it was with, like with an ending i don't like the yeah. ones that are just endless to oh, points. yeah like devil no. may cry had like the The Demon Tower or whatever, where you just kept fighting. Oh,
1: yeah. Every Devil May Cry game now has a, like, how far can you go? Yeah,
0: which is fine. But, like, I like when there's an end point to it and, like, you get a little bit of story for your effort and a little bit of, like, gear for your effort that you can now use for other stuff. But uh, Final Fantasy VII in particular is crazy because of the, the Materia system. Right, and there's ways where you can level up certain materials and then combine them in ways that <laughs> you can do like their super move, right? Their their breaker move and just <laughs> hit it one time and it like mimics itself and, Ooh, and then yeah, repeats the... itself and then you can cast reflect on yourself or something and do it <laughs> to your buddy and that it projects on all the enemies. So like there are crazy, insane ways people have come up with. Uh, to just like <laughs> destroy enemies in that oh, game. Oh yeah. The, it's awesome.
1: The I remember like the the weapon enemies from Final Fantasy VII Yeah, Emerald were,
0: weapon, Ruby weapon. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Those like the the enemies that you had you basically had to know. There's some shit that you it would pass you by if someone either didn't tell you yeah. or you hadn't read it up online or something along those lines. And it was like the secret, secret, like in the know boss type shit. Yeah. Uh, that shit always fascinated
0: me it's it's fun yeah like it's cool like i I wish more games did it to be honest i really do and not as dlc i mean like strictly hey it's in the game it, if you find it it's in the if it, you're a bad enough dude we'll we'll reward you for it yeah and you'll have an awesome experience like fighting the secret boss like i love secret bosses i really do it's like if
1: you think you're that bad Really test your skills like against this boss over here. Yeah,
0: no doubt that I I love that stuff, and I w- I wish games would be more creative and like surprise us a little more often with that type of thing. Um, but uh, from software, please keep leading the charge on that. Yeah, I I mean that's part of why their games are so fun. You're just walking through an environment, and then suddenly <laughs> this fucking <laughs> monster, <laughs> twelve stories tall, is <laughs> trying to kill you. Uh, yeah, it's.
1: It's sad that games really aren't built like that anymore. Yeah. Or that things that are basically like that have now been relegated behind a paywall called
0: DLC. Yeah. And then you got Mortal Kombat taking like the fun systems of earning costumes and whatnot away. And now it's a or loot box system that you can like, pay to do it's faster. It's like breaking it into piecemeal uh,
1: shit in order for you to... like. It- Like, if you commit this much time to the game and we get this much engagement, you'll eventually get all of the pieces to the costume you actually want.
0: Yeah. Just, it's sad. Yeah. It makes me sad for my kid. Yeah, it's... Monetization is getting more and more
1: gross, unfortunately.
0: Yep. Well, is that everything you uh, did, watched, played, read? There is something I watched. (gasps) A movie.
1: (gasps) A DC movie. Oh. <laughs> I-, I thought you'd be a little bit more enthused.
0: Well, we famously called ourselves the the Marvel fanboy and Emery and the DC fanboy and, and myself. And uh you know, that's still true. <laughs> but I know X-Men has hurt you a lot. In recent years. And, and uh, uh, all of DC has heard you a lot. <laughs> well, the definitely the cinematic <laughs> 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 the end of things. <laughs> uh, the comics have been fine, although they've made their own mistakes. Have they? <laughs> they, they haven't been X-Men bad. I'll <sighs> say that. They've been fine. <laughs> Look, a,
1: a, a bar lifted an inch off the ground does not a good standard make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I will say there's actually in the current x-men been movement movement towards getting rid of the resurrection protocols up until they doubled down on it and said, "Oh, yeah, we can actually kind of use this for humans."
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Dragon Ball Z problem. Yeah. Uh, it deaths, al- <laughs> deaths aren't meaningful when you can wish them back. <laughs> <laughs> A
1: person's death isn't meaningful when you keep wishing them back. <sighs> now, mind you, when I say there's there has been movement, I should also kind of preface that with... Uh, These comic books are now actually discussing is it or is it not uh, kind of shitty and or hypocritical to keep a means of resurrecting the dead all to themselves in terms of the mutants. even though we already have an example of them doing it for someone who's technically not a mutant with the scarlet witch but then we're getting into a weird okay they they used <laughs> Deep to be dark a dark canon that <laughs> may or may
0: not still be true it's
1: like they used to be a mutant but then they had to go back and say they weren't a mutant probably because of movie related bullshit but now they're kind of connecting like the 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 person who's normally known as the father of the scarlet witch and then They're like, "Uh, okay, but uh, what if we have you go in and get resurrected and say that you killed yourself in order to make mutant heaven for people who are okay with being dead? Because for some reason, there's a really fucking long line for those who want to actually be resurrected or more likely that they need to resurrect the ones that are relevant to the comic line. It's a mess. It's really also weird now considering the fact that uh, it might be either Giancarlo Esposito, commonly known as Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, or Denzel Washington? That might be Magneto.
0: Oh, <laughs> you know, it's going to uh, be real uh,
1: weird considering we'll that, see that Magneto's typically the daughter of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch,
0: and we already have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, it's <laughs> concerning. Also, Holocaust survivor. Uh, I, I get it. It's hard to do now because we're uh, uh, many I'm, more years removed. I, I
1: mean, we're just like, unless you want Ian
0: McKellen to play that in his nineties, but uh, I, f- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's probably not right to take like the Holocaust survivor character away. And I don't know. It's like a weird narrative. Like almost like, especially right now where there's a lot of controversy from like Kanye West and stuff for antisemitism and Kyrie Irving. And then, mm. like, you suddenly decide, eh, we don't need to tell this super important social commentary story about the Holocaust.
2: Yeah. It, it doesn't
0: play well, especially it, in this environment. The, these are real sensitive times, and
1: honestly, I would say, at least for the modern day, you could switch maybe either Charles or Magneto.
0: Yeah, Charles... Probably not both. Charles, for sure, can be swapped. I don't think anybody would raise too big of an issue about Charles being switched. Magneto? M- Magneto? It's kind of important to his character. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the whole reason why his rhetoric is so harsh. It, it's kind of important, although like there are like
1: comics purists that can actually point out points in which... Magneto wasn't typically a Jewish character up until like a certain point, but then you have to reckon with ever since two thousand everyone has only ever associated uh the Holocaust with this character yeah but
0: it, it, I, mean, I mean it's so analogous to like the story of the x men in general it, and about yeah. how everybody just wants to either quote unquote cure them or kill them. <laughs> Right, you know, so I think it's just too important to the to the narrative to the story. I get it. <laughs> if he was a Holocaust survivor, he'd be in his eighties at this point, and that's pretty old and frail to <laughs> to be the big baddie. I, I mean, but. but, but- it's we're, we're talking about mutants. You can probably make him live as long as you fucking want to. Uh, yeah, you
1: know uh, they say it's like he's kept alive by
0: magnets. <laughs> <laughs> he he's got extra iron in his blood, <laughs> keeping him refreshed. Uh, yeah, he doesn't oxidize because he won't allow the rust to form.
1: Uh, right, it's like he he has the those really good genes. Although nowadays, if they were to flip it, they'd say, oh, yeah, he comes from, like, a different uh, racial tragedy.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you can make him a Uyghur. (laughs) You make uh, him
1: a Uyghur Muslim. You can make him a survivor of, like, the— Rwanda. Yeah, Rwanda. Like, the the Tutsi
0: genocide. Uh, Was it Serbian? Serbian genocide. Or Armenian. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there, there's there, other, there's other issues for there, sure. There, there's other genocides that if you
1: feel like you have to change them, that they could pull from. Although I think it would be a little on the nose to get the guy who played Malcolm X to play this character who's basically mutant Malcolm X. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a a little easy. I
0: think uh, if Disney is accused of anything, it's of being on the nose. (laughs) So uh, I wouldn't put it past them. That's fine.
1: A little on the nose.
0: Uh, All right. right. You've convinced me there's enough enough genocides in recent history that, okay, we can find another route. Yeah. But I feel like taking away the anti-Semitism story character is where you really might have a problem. I, I mean,
1: sure, there's a problem. That's before getting to the fact that the kids of Magneto are kind of already here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we already know what the the people typically referred to as the children of Magneto look like. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, <laughs> I'm sure you could make a leap of faith or two. I guess. If you wanted to connect Elizabeth Olsen to Denzel Washington, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, mind
0: you, it would be a leap. They're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Uh, I imagine that they probably won't even acknowledge that they're related.
1: Uh, almost definitely at, not. At
0: least until they do a full, like, actual reboot, which. Based on the schedule, probably won't be for another decade, Uh, if that. We'll see. They're
1: they're trying to fast-track X-Men. And they're still trying to figure out the
0: Fantastic Four. They they delayed everything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the director walked off a blade, and then the next day, everything else was delayed. (laughs) Push everything back. Yeah. That was right after they announced it, too. Like, we had literally two episodes prior talked about their release dates. (laughs) Yeah. And And they were all pushed. It's like, delayed? What? Uh, (laughs) It's like, the day of! (laughs) I refuse to believe that Blade was so important to the the full timeline (laughs) that they had to delay everything. As much as I love Blade. Okay, it
1: was so important to not piss off a uh, oscar award winner mahershala ali who really wants to play the role
0: <clears throat> in his 50s <laughs> <laughs> how how old was wesley snipes when he played blade uh, i'm pretty sure How's, he was like maybe 40 yeah. maybe like i late would 30s? guess in his 40s but i don't know
1: cuz he'd been doing stuff in like the late 80s yeah, like he was established
0: 80s. yeah let's find out real quick. Yeah. The internet exists for our benefit.
1: It does. We can't just look these things up. So he was 36. So you nailed it. 36. Okay, so he was in he was technically slightly closer to 40 than 30 when he made the first one. And Mahershala Ali is. Let, let's let's just look him up real quick.
0: All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, I can't spell his first name. Okay, uh, Mahershala... Oh, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it did, didn't take much. Thanks, Google. <laughs> Confirmed it. It's spelled phonetically. If you ever have to spell his name. He is currently 48. <laughs> He's older than, than Wesley Snipes was for the third movie.
1: <laughs> now, mind you, if they want to somehow rope this in as a sequel to the Blade trilogy, sure. But my God, are you just basically like making that movie off the fact that Mahershala Ali
0: just looks badass in sunglasses? Uh, <laughs> sure <laughs> but i guarantee you, you can probably find a cheaper younger hungrier black actor to play blade and you should <laughs> oh y- you mean
1: like uh yaya abdul mateen was he up the for second? the
0: role? he was up for uh green lantern i don't know if he still is but he was up for it
1: uh no but the i'm pretty sure he did just get the job of wonder man
0: that's right. That's right. I don't even know if I put that in the news. I may have put it in the news, but I don't remember. Yeah. Yahya Abdul-Mateen the right. Second. So Yahya is not spelled the way you think it is. Yeah.
1: There's an, there's an H in there. Yeah.
0: He is 36. So yeah, he's... he's <laughs> he would have been the perfect he's, one. He's Wesley Snipes' H for
1: the first blade. He would have been perfect... If for no other reason, then we really don't need another Aquaman movie with a- uh, No, please. please, please
0: with, I, I mean, obviously we have not seen Aquaman 2. We, we haven't. I don't want to be too critical of what is otherwise a very good actor. His acting is horrible <laughs> in the first Aquaman movie. It is so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's
1: bland as all hell. I mean, I this man did a better job of playing
0: Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> much better. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I'm not taking any prestige away from the man. He's a very good actor. But his Aquaman role is terrible. It's delivered. I don't know if it was the director's fault or if it's the production. It could be. But nobody else seemed as uncharismatic and dry and just poorly delivered as his character was in that movie.
1: It's almost like the the character Black Manta was just poorly written from Jump.
0: It was definitely not needed in the movie. Not even a little. (laughs) His (laughs) contribution is null. (laughs) It's like everything
1: going on in that movie, you save... That character for a sequel. Yes. Straight up. Yeah, absolutely. The same way you save the Joker for the second Christopher Nolan Batman movie. That's what you do
0: with Black Manta for Aquaman. And I will raise a counter despite the age difference. Mm -hmm. Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Looks considerably older. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little rough, man. Uh, uh, okay. For, for a 36-year-old.
1: Now, mind you, I think I would look that rough after being treated the way he was with uh, DC. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I stand down. You are absolutely correct. And, and this is also coming on the back of this man. Just got a job with Marvel. Apparently, this man's been cast as Wonder Man.
0: Yeah, it is confirmed. Per variety, eight days ago.
1: Here's my question. Who the fuck was asking for Wonder Man? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, the internet's... uh, The internet's... uh, poor like poorly conceived community of nerds that like to harp on like the movie and tv version of these characters lacking the purism when it comes to representing what's in the comic books let's put that aside for all of the irrelevant or maybe in some cases relevant arguments that they might bring up who the fuck was asking for Wonder Man? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Like, of all the places you could have put
0: this guy, yeah. you don't put him as Blade? I mean, we've been... <laughs> uh, I mean, it, again, we've got to get to the news eventually, because <laughs> st- we haven't even gotten to what I've done this week. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I have we... to go into one more point. One more point. Okay. I think we got to address the elephant in the room. Is Marvel becoming DC? Ooh. The the movies are getting worse and worse and worse. Ooh. They're sniffing their own farts a little too much. They're casting poorly and making very concerning decisions with the direction and the production of these different projects. Obviously like She-Hulk was kind of a new low. Uh, now we can I have ask concerns. We
1: can ask that question, but after the movie I watched, my question is: Is DC finally becoming Marvel?
0: Is it good? Is Black Adam good? It's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, okay. It, it, that, okay.
1: That, that, that's the thing. Okay. Uh, it, the people behind DC. And the people behind the rock becoming a DC character
0: finally learned how to make a Marvel movie. <laughs> it's, okay. I can I can take a moderate Marvel performance from a DC movie. Thank you. Yeah, I, I I'm I, I clearly I've been against perpetuating the Snyderverse esque place and group of characters. For a long time, Mm -hmm. because I just wanted to die so we can move on to the next thing. And now that James Gunn is in charge, I assume that is the plan to eventually go into the next thing. However, they brought Henry Cavill back. Yep. They're they're hyping up a a fight between Superman and Black Adam. Yep. With their hidden credit scene. Uh Uh-huh. And that if they do that they have to find a way to keep everybody in this canon with these characters and these actors which i don't want i mean they're kind of doing that fat bat needs to go but no he's (laughs) in aquaman 2 so he's not going anywhere (laughs) uh we got ezra miller flash who is problematic to say the least Putting it lightly. Uh, We got canceled Green Lantern projects after heavily alluding to Green Lantern. Although Uh, a Green
1: Lantern project did
0: just get greenlit,
1: ironically enough.
0: Featuring Jon Stewart, which is great because I was very afraid of the Guy Gardner direction. (laughs) You're going to use the worst Green Lantern to try to sustain a franchise.
1: Like, hey, if they want to make a show about uh, space cops being as terrible as Earth cops, go ahead. Use Guy Gardner. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please, please, please don't.
0: If you want to instill some hope, uh,
1: maybe go with Jon Stewart. Uh, I'm partial to Kyle Rayner.
0: Yeah, Kyle and John are the best ones by far. It's not even close. Yeah. It, uh, I, uh, Simon Baz is good too. Was, you know, that was it, kind it, of the end of the New 52 era where he it, came along. It, uh, Simon
1: Baz and Jessica Cruz are kind of the, the tail end of what people might recognize.
0: There are so many goddamn Green Lanterns. <laughs>
1: There's one per sector. Oh my One God. per sector. God, I'm 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 calling the Green Lanterns the Pringles of the fucking <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh Try every flavor. I did enjoy what they did in the new fifty-two where they kind of made like all the you know extra green lantern characters either like spies like guy Gardner obviously has the rage issue <laughs> so he goes undercover to like spy on the red lanterns basically for the green lantern Corps. yeah and he has to like resist the urge to like be corrupted by the rage and then you had kyle rayner become a white lantern which it's is like which it the... was awesome like uh yeah. Yeah, the most creative out of all of them
1: becomes the person with the power to create on a pure level.
0: Yeah, I think it's Green Lantern New Guardians is what it was called. Yeah. That where book he... is so good. I loved that book like so much. Watching one man
1: go through the emotional spectrum, it was great, but it was also kind of worrying because it's just like... Is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like yeah. you're all just pushing Kyle to the brink and he just yeah. keeps switching colors. It's like, I just love I that. Feel he, compassion he had, now. He
0: had to lead this, you know, super group of, <laughs> of various colored lanterns, including the orange lantern, <laughs> which is a single person. <laughs> Lar make me greedy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just amazing having like all these like emotional sex, <laughs> just <laughs> interacting with each other all the time. And Kyle, Kyle being the White Lantern that has to figure out a way to get them to all like stay together and not fuck everything up.
2: Uh, it's so
0: good. It's such a good idea. It's such a good book. And I wish he was still a White Lantern. <sighs> I, I mean, the DC Universe was better when Kyle Rayner was a, a White Lantern. Then they had uh, John Stewart basically doing all the Earth stuff. And then Hal Jordan was doing the off-Earth stuff. Yeah, the... Which I thought worked. And then, of, then they had introduced Simon Baz, and John Stewart went off and did his own space stuff, and... Right. Like, it made I, sense.
1: It, w- it worked. I mean, you, you could do, like, a Star Trek-style thing where you just have, the, like, these anthology tales of
0: space cops. Yeah. Yeah, so... All right, all right. We gotta quit ranting about yeah, the we, nonsense that is Green yeah, Lantern Corps. Yeah, God,
1: we could do that all night. <laughs>
0: All right, so Black Adam, you liked it? I
1: when it it, it was okay. It was aggressively okay. (laughs) Well, now you're changing your tune all of a sudden. uh, Okay, I was going to go see it. This is me going back and thinking about it. It's still worth a watch. If for no other reason then it's kind of entertaining watching Pierce Brosnan carry
0: that entire movie. I love Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and I love Doctor Fate. <laughs> and I, I thought it was perfect casting. I, I I ranted about this on the last episode too. Yeah. I love that casting. I don't like that they just made everything cg (laughs) like you couldn't make him a costume like even from the neck down to just wear like i've seen the the footage of like backstage and he's just wearing this outfit with the little white and black balls everywhere like just make him a suit just make (laughs) him an outfit why is it so hard to just make him an outfit because we don't want to put the old man through all this. It's so much more expensive <laughs> to do all that CG on every shot and so much more labor intensive. Just oh. just make an <laughs> outfit and like a helmet? You couldn't make a helmet? Expensive
1: CG, oh buddy. <laughs> a helmet?
0: <laughs> you couldn't make a helmet? A helmet? You now, just I, I you will... take some shiny gold spray paint, you spray it on a helmet, and then you cut out some eyes and put some white in there or something. Now, Done.
1: I, I will say that they almost, and I think they also kind of do, to an extent, break the issue of the... Oh no, I got to go back on that. The the third act. The the third act monster. All right, don't that, spoil anything. That, um, okay. This is a spoiler-free episode. Okay. Spoiler-free episode for people who want to go watch uh Black Adam. Please uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is not this is not enough to sell it. <laughs> and the
0: the return of the Here's the thing that really soured me in the news, I think maybe 2 days ago. Mhm. The Rock was like, I don't like the Shazam movie. I don't want to, you know, I want to fight Superman. That's what we need to do. And I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) The whole reason your character exists is to be a villain to Shazam. You literally use the same power with the same source. Why wouldn't you clash with Shazam? There's a second Shazam movie coming out soon. (laughs) Why would you shit on Shazam? Like, not only are you hurting the whole point of your character, but you're also hurting the financial outlook of people trying to sell Shazam too. Oh,
1: that's... What not, are you doing? That's not what's hurting the outlook financially of that movie the most.
0: It's China. The movie's banned in China. China. Good. <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a fuck <laughs> fuck china china's the reason why we're getting all these billion dollar mediocre ass movies you're not wrong i don't care you're not wrong. i don't give a fuck <laughs> maybe let's have some principles hollywood
1: oh. if they want to
0: censor your movie that's up to them don't do it for them yeah
1: yeah i, I mean if i'm you're... not
0: saying they don't have the right to censor your products But you don't need their market that bad. You you really don't. And if you keep pandering to them, eventually you're going to lose both markets. Black Adam
1: kind of needs it that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I I went to see the movie. I didn't mention that I was maybe one of five people in the theater when I saw
0: it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been leading the box office, but that bar is so low right now. I think they made, like, they're on track to make, like, $300 million, which, for a movie that expensive, and the way WB just throws money at everything, specifically CG development, like, they're probably losing money on it. Oh, most likely. Yeah, apparently there's like a magic number it has to get to to get like a sequel approved, but I don't, I hope, I'm hoping against all hope that it doesn't reach it so that we can just move on with life <laughs> <laughs> and James Gunn can save us and pull us out of the depths of despair. <laughs> just just make Marvel over. Put Shazam 2 out, put Aquaman 2 out if you have to, even with your <laughs> heavy Amber Heard edits. Uh, and just let, the the let, flash movie let the flash die
1: let the the flash is coming out the flat. it's gonna come out don't
0: it's gonna come out we don't need it <laughs> <laughs> nobody's asking for the flash movie
1: uh, oh, just but...
0: reboot you can you can use the same actors if you want but you gotta reboot you have to reboot
1: you can't use ezra miller again
0: uh, that would i would strongly advise you not to <laughs> They're bring, probably going to use Ezra Miller you, again. You can bring back Ray Fisher. You can bring back Henry Cavill. I would argue maybe not Ben Affleck, but that's just me. <laughs> you know. Um, they're, uh, they're, Do you
1: want them to use Robert Pattinson instead?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want Skinny the Cure. <laughs> Dressed as a bat. No, thank you. The movie was fine. Aesthetically. (laughs) But there's a whole third act of that movie that makes no sense. And that whole movie, the Batman is perpetuated by Batman's complete lack of (laughs) self-control. Nothing in that movie would happen if he just used a single ounce of self-control and did not push the button. I still can't believe he got into the same club
1: through the front door. (laughs) three different times when the place
0: clearly has windows Uh, at the very least. Oh my God. It's so dumb. (laughs) It's so dumb. That movie is so dumb. I get it. Aesthetically. It's awesome. It looks cool. It looks moody. Everybody likes a detective angle. We got the Riddler as the main villain, which is awesome. The, ri- uh, the movie's so dumb <laughs> and nothing about it makes logical sense.
1: The penguin is getting his own TV show for some reason. Yeah,
0: it's it, again. <laughs> got Colin Farrell dressed as an actor that already exists.
1: It's <laughs> uh, just like Richard Kind is right over here.
0: <laughs> all that prosthetics.
1: And you just made him wear someone else's face. Uh, <laughs> just...
0: uh, DC. Even when they do good things, they fuck it up. But uh, just like
1: doing cocaine comics.
0: Why? Now they got the musical Joker too. <laughs> Fully I do. <laughs> fucking blow my brains out, please. Hotshots part two. God. <laughs> Uh, it makes me so angry. <laughs> it, it doesn't, you know, It's like at the end of the day, it's just nerd content. They're just making more of it. It just making more. And those who want to enjoy it will enjoy it. It's just dumb fun, turn your brain off, whatever. We keep paying for it. But Nolan set such a high standard, which was followed <laughs> by the MCU, which also set such a high standard <laughs> that you can't get away with making <laughs> shitty superhero content anymore. Like you, Once you know what a
1: good movie that just happens to be a superhero film looks like it's going to be unavoidable that you are living in the shadow of that
0: yeah unless you somehow raise the bar there's no excuse anymore you why are you bringing Constantine 2 starring Keanu Reeves back (laughs) nobody asked for this we don't want old man Keanu Reeves playing Constantine (laughs) <laughs> doing cocaine because huh? not even british
1: <laughs> it's not even british
0: doesn't look like him doesn't sound like him doesn't act like him uses a cross gun <laughs>
1: <laughs> can we call this one constantine
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one i'll permit <laughs> uh and then we, we can't even get matt ryan and sandman it just drives me crazy
1: I mean, it's all dumb ass rights issues. Ugh.
0: DC, get your shit together. James Gunn, save us. Uh, I need J- to, James I need Gunn, get, like, send all of DC to rehab. I need like a Mother Mary style like shrine to James Gunn. <laughs> I just need to pray to it at this beginning of every episode to save DC. <laughs> uh, James Gunn, full of good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Please save
1: us. Hallowed be thy films. Please. <laughs> Alright. Uh, well, uh yeah, what uh, let's get off of all that. We we can harp on that
0: all, all day. What have you done? Well, let's let's check the clock. How much did I rush through this? We're an hour in. <laughs> we haven't even started the news. Oh boy. <laughs> I might have to edit some out. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I have continued playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which I will again go to bat for. This game did not get marketed well enough. This game is fucking awesome. It did not get released in the window it should have been to be most successful. And it's a shame that it's not like a huge release like God of War is this year. That series got shafted twice. That The game is so fucking good. The world is so interesting. The ideas, the the lore they build with just anecdotal stuff that you read and listen to and, you know, environmental storytelling. Like, they nail it. They nail it. You know, if there's a weakness, it's that the character-to-character, you know, interaction depth isn't necessarily strong for everybody. There's some, but it, you know, beyond Aloy and her father figure and a handful of characters yeah most of the character interactions are kind of throwaway, whatever but the storytelling of the world is awesome the gameplay is super fun super creative like there's nobody else really doing a game like this and it's just executed so well now i haven't played forbidden west yet because i'm still finishing zero dawn so hopefully they improved and made it even better like my few criticisms are just like Every once in a while, there's a pop in, you know, because of how much chaos is going on on screen with these huge dinosaur creatures and bird creatures and stuff attacking you all at once. And you're trying to manage all the chaos and use all these crazy weapons like it is fucking awesome. It's so good. So and it's, if you have the uh, higher PlayStation Plus uh, tiers, it's free. And I think it's even free on the uh playstation plus collection if you are a ps5 owner that you can play for free they have a catalog like 20 30 games that come come free they're basically like ps4 titles that you can play on ps5 and you can play for free go play it if you have not (laughs) played horizon zero dawn i think it's on pc now too yeah take some time go play it's a long game you know it's an adventure action adventure rpg You, you managed to finish this one I haven't finished it yet. Oh, you haven't finished I'm it still, yet. I'm still, I'm still going through it, but I've, okay. i basically completed like all the side stuff, and now I'm just like working my way through the, the story itself. But it's so good, it's so fun. You know, they, they, they don't bog you down with too much unnecessary stuff. There's, there's like collectible, like every game, yeah, like, like, I gotta give you busy work with collectibles. Uh, Ubisoft checklist. And it's just an excuse to make you go see the various environments and like get mountain views and stuff like that. But there's, like, genuine moments where you're like, wow, that's cool. If you don't know anything about the game beyond, like, oh, it's, like, uh, you know, Neolithic-style people that are fighting with these machine dinosaur things, and there's yeah. there's weird, like, religious cults with the tribes and stuff. Like, that's all you need to know going in. Hmm. Because if I, – I I beg you, don't, like, go watch a bunch of YouTube videos about it or anything. Just go play it because there is so much there to really sink your teeth into – game is awesome love playing it uh my my extra game time will probably dry up pretty soon here because uh i was basically doing doing the graveyard shift with the baby yeah and uh while i was getting the baby to calm down go back to sleep after feeding and stuff uh i was playing horizon yeah. and like i was just having so much fun with it i really was and and i i can't i hope i can finish it before i have to go back to work this week uh to my day job but uh, it's so good i can't I can't celebrate it enough. Guerrilla games really knocked it out of the park. It's so much better than Killzone. Like, Killzone was fine, but, like... Yeah. Killzone's been dead a long time. Like, There's
1: nothing happening with that.
0: It's just, you know, a sci-fi shooter. That's, you know... Yeah. It's it's cool, but that's it. Like, Horizon is unique. Horizon is awesome. It has a female lead. Like, there's nothing... I mean, the the cast is super diverse like there's not a single thing that i think you can honestly criticize about the game it does everything right it's awesome it's really really awesome and i highly encourage everybody to play it um but that's all i'll say about that for now Hopefully I finish it and I'll give you the final full review next week. But yes, if you are watching, listening, and you have not played Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4, PS5, or PC, please go do yourself a favor and play that game. It is so enjoyable, so cool, especially if you love lore building and really fun, awesome gameplay. Uh, and the further you get, the more it rewards you. Like it, it really is a game that gives you more for the more you put in so okay and that's uh every bit of effort that you put into it it will give you twofold it it really does
1: i think i'm gonna have to try this game
0: it's so good dude it's so good i can't i can't hype it enough it's it's the most unique and enjoyable thing i've played in a long time (laughs) in a world of (laughs) sammy's ea (laughs) slash ubisoft style checklist games everywhere yep like it's, this one this one stands out it really does it really does and I, if you i think the ps5 or the the ps collection is the complete collection too so you get the dlc frozen wilds and everything <sighs> there are just there are just moments that are so memorable in that game like first encounters with certain creatures and like certain things uh, i know it's an old game but i might want to do a spoiler cast with you once you play <laughs> the game it's so good uh well you heard it here folks <laughs> yeah definitely go play horizon zero dawn ps4 ps5 pc um i also went back and uh read through some finished some more comic series that i hadn't read through um world war hulk it's I again it's another one of those comic series that started when the event started and then i just never finished it up mm-hmm. uh it's pretty awesome there's a reason why people love it I love seeing the Illuminati get punished. <laughs> uh, they make really questionable decisions. Specifically, uh, yes. Doctor Strange. Yes, they do. Makes some poor decisions that really could have ended things really quickly. <laughs> he is probably the most... He is either
1: the most or the second most morally dubious character of the Illuminati.
0: Yeah. he He really just... <laughs> Not only is he morally dubious, he just makes dumb decisions. Like, <laughs> you, have, you, have, you have him done. You, he can't do nothing. <laughs> and then you decide to materialize and let him break your hands.
1: <laughs>
0: Why did you materialize at all? You didn't need to touch his shoulder and comfort him. You really didn't.
1: He's trying to have a human moment. <laughs>
0: Don't. <laughs> Bad things happen when you try to have a human moment with the Hulk. <laughs> And then the other thing that always makes me laugh is Reed Richards getting beat up by the Hulk. I'm like, you're stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> What's he going to do, stretchy to death? <laughs> like, it, it, he punches you, you just absorb it. You're, you're like Gumby. Like, the, the,
1: the smartest man in all of Marvel Comics, and he didn't follow the very easy precept of Bruce Lee, be water (laughs) exactly it's like of of all the characters in the marvel comics universe the one
0: person who should have been the least killable yeah it is somehow getting his ass beat yeah it it wasn't like he was electrocuting him or setting him on fire no he was punching him (laughs) he's punching uh, an elastic human being
1: Maybe he was just standing there taking it because of his guilt.
0: I I guess <laughs> it, was, it was just it was so like dumb to me. I'm like, why, 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 why? Just you, you can't
1: do anything. Oh, what am I kidding? Reed regrets
0: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate, <laughs> uh, I, except I, trying to be in a movie. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I think
1: my favorite issue from World War Hulk was honestly the Ghost Rider tie-in. I didn't read the Ghost Rider tie-in, so maybe I need to. Uh, you should. If for no other reason then at least for me, it affirms the, the one thing that I always knew to be true. Ghost Rider is the only living being that can actually outpunch the Hulk. Nice. Does he penance stare him? Uh, he doesn't. Because when Johnny Blaze finally lets the Angel Zarathos take over, he leaves. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because the Hulk is innocent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Illuminati's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it, like my favorite panel is basically uh, in that issue. Uh, it's Doctor Strange. Basically giving the reader the play-by-play of what's happening. And then at the end of it, there's this crater that's left. And it's just a uh, ghost rider looking up, like face-to-face, like looking up at the Hulk. And he just rides off. Nice. He's like, wait, wait, wait uh, strange, what's happening? What's going on? It's like... <laughs> It's like, it's a knockdown, drag-out fight. If they keep this up, the, like, the entire Earth is gonna be destroyed. And then it just, like, there's this crater and it stops and it's like... It, is Ghost Rider winning? What's happening? It's like, the Ghost Rider's... The Ghostwriter's leaving. Because of what I feared the most. The angel Zarathos deemed him innocent. Which is like that's supposed to be the oh shit moment, like the Illuminati every last one of you is on
0: borrowed time bitch. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like the Illuminati getting their comeuppance is like some of the most enjoyable things about the Marvel <laughs> Marvel comics. It really is like just across the board them being shitty people, shitty elitist human. Well, somewhat human, I guess. It-
1: If there was one person on the Illuminati that I would have thought would have said, absolutely not, we're not doing this, it would have been Charles Xavier, you would think. But he goes along with it. He
0: sure does. (laughs) He's complicit with his inaction. He he goes along with it. Tony's tired of dealing
1: with Banner shit. Yeah. Uh,
0: I just love... I'm gonna okay spoiler alert I'm gonna spoil some of the end of the, the comic run for World War Hulk because it's such a like awesome like here hold these balls <laughs> moment <laughs> where Hulk has them like basically in a fight to the death like having to, to battle each other with these control devices yeah and then at the last minute he doesn't kill any of them he's like this is just to make a point like this is what I can do <laughs> <laughs> this is what you deserved. And he broadcast it to the whole planet so they know what they did and how <laughs> shitty they are. That is such like a, you know, hold these balls moment. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's like such I a good moment. I could have mercilessly slaughtered you
1: all. I could have had each of you mercilessly slaughter each other. Yep. But because I actually want to have some moral high ground to stand on... I'm just going to expose every last one of you motherfuckers. Yeah.
0: It's so good. It really... I mean, like I said, there's some goofiness to it. Like... I I mean, it's comics. It's dumb that Reed Richards is getting punched to death, you know? (laughs) know? It's dumb that Dr. Strange just just
1: materializing just so he can get his punch. Yeah.
0: For no reason. (laughs) No reason whatsoever. Just i get what the angle they were going for but i'm like dr strange is much more calculating than this (laughs) like this is this is not good this is not good but uh other than that really enjoyable awesome art like just badass moments all around love seeing the illuminati get their ass kicked like
1: it's like i i want to have something to say about black bolt being involved But not even Black Bolt has something to say about Black Bolt being involved. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And he's the first one to get just fucking wrecked. Uh, (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Like, he gets warped real quick. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want to see how powerful the fucking Hulk is? Black Bolt's speech. Like, he says one word and you are dust. Yep. Except for the Hulk, because the Hulk is like... <laughs>
0: it's just such a badass at... moment where he, goes, where he does his, his speech yeah. to try to blow him away. And Hulk goes, you better yell this time. <laughs> I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, <laughs> you are fucked. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, Meanwhile, it, MCU Hulk you know, can't even convert himself when he wants to. And then he becomes Buddy Hulk for no apparent reason. Buddy Hulkalo. Uh, <laughs> he's so neutered in the MCU. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh the other another comic I caught up with was Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. So all these like Marvel zombies and so and so kills blah blah blah. I I just ne- I, yeah. I'm like I don't have time. I, if it's not like main canon, I don't care, but I I found the time obviously with the the graveyard shifts with the baby. So, yeah. I read Uh, punisher kills the marvel universe and it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's some big leaps in logic and how he you know takes on some of these heroes and villains and just like i don't think that would work Uh, i don't know about that that's that's a big logical leap for frank castle to take down spider-man and you know captain america and all these these big hitters hulk you know like um, Mm. i don't know about that one Mm. story wasn't great justification wasn't great uh i it, it was fine i i don't want to mention what they've done to frank castle now well i know he was a symbiote for a while and then he was in space for a while he flies now what he can fly now. Why? I don't
1: know. That's, that's, <laughs> For some reason, he... That's like, the whole point of his character. <laughs> is that he has no powers. Yeah, I know. It's a little weird them painting a frame of him, like, not standing on anything, in the air, with his classic uh, long black trench coat and all, just casually
0: holding Daredevil
1: by his neck.
0: Did they put footy wings on his white boots? <laughs> Please say yes.
1: Uh, no, that would have made more sense. <laughs> uh, I'm worried about Namor. Oh no, Namor! Because oh, uh, yeah. the, the, they've
0: gone out of the way to Constantine. Get son of a! <laughs> <laughs> I just like how they're all trying to school us in pronunciations that have been going on for generations now. It's Good like... luck.
1: Like, my enemies call me Namor. Are you sure they wouldn't call you Namor just to piss you off? I would.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, what do we got here, Mr. Namor?
1: What's that there Namor fella doing? (laughs) That there jade spike through your nose what are you one of them gen z heroes
0: (laughs) how many piercings do you need boy i don't think you should be wearing those tight speedos on this beach back in my day we have principles here Back in my day, if you were a
1: half-naked superhero, you had the good sense to have steroids in your system
0: so that I didn't have to see any rolls looking at your back. Uh, I still love that The Rock called him fat. <laughs> Rock said he was pudgy. That's
1: amazing. The most sauced man in the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, cracks me up. <laughs> Oh man. Are we
1: sure we're not going to go with Namor as what his f- enemies call him? I'm God- call- I don't
0: give a fuck. I'm calling him Namor. <laughs> That's what I've called him for 30 years. He's Namor. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: So- <laughs>
0: and then the the other comic the last oh. the last thing I did uh I read was the Batman Who Laughs individual story. Oh no. Uh with Uh, I I think think Greg Capullo did the art again with DC. Aesthetically, it's cool. How the hell does he see through that thing? It's dark metal. (laughs) Son of a... (laughs) And not only can he see through it, but Batman makes his own to fight him. I'm going to flip
1: every table in
0: the universe. So they have their spiky Geordie LaForge visors on (laughs) that they can magically see through because it's... (laughs) Tenth metal from the dark universe. Not to be confused with nth metal. DC, go home. You're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Jesus fucking. Tenth metal.
0: Yeah. And the, (sighs) the story has another, like, nonsensical Joker team up. I hate when they do this. Joker is the one villain you should not have teaming up with the hero. It's ever. Like, if if ever. there was ever
1: a character in which teaming up with a hero would be antithetical to that character's entire existence, it would be the Joker. Because yeah. the Joker would laugh at everything that the hero would try and fail to do.
0: Yeah, and it's minor spoilers, <laughs> because it's, it's dated now. Yeah, but... Part the part of the, the crux of the story is that Bruce Wayne decides that the only way he's going to be able to figure out how to beat the Batman Who Laughs is by having the Joker inject his serum into him so he can go crazy and see the world the way the Batman Who Laughs does, but somehow resist it with sheer willpower in a way that the Batman Who Laughs could not in his universe... It sounds like something Nicolas Cage would come up with. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so, I mean, there's, again, aesthetically, there's really cool moments, like just artistically. But narratively, you're like, why? Why are you doing this? The stop, only thing that's preventing it. that from becoming
1: face-off is if the Batman who laughs decided to defeat the Batman by getting rid of his laugh and becoming the Batman. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so silly. (laughs) It really is. It's Uh, real dumb. It's real dumb.
1: It's real dumb guys. It's real dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: uh, DC, you have had enough cocaine.
0: Yeah. And I want to, I want to give Snyder some credit because he did such a great job in the new 52 with him and Greg Capullo with their interpretation of Batman and the creation of the court of owls and all those things. Bad ideas are still bad ideas. Fuck. His events are so bad. (laughs) His, like, universe-crushing events are so bad. (laughs) Uh. (sighs) Yeah. Not great. Give me... Blackest Day, it was not.
1: (laughs) Give me Blackest Day or something as deeply personal as Identity Crisis. Yeah,
0: Identity Crisis, Flashpoint. Like, those are good crises (laughs) yes no the 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 oh god (laughs) i hate even talking about it dark knight's metal and now we're going through dark crisis (laughs) (laughs) all of that stuff sucks like i get i i the only good thing that came out of it was the new characters they created that they immediately gave up on once they killed the new 52 so yep uh they tried to do their own marvel (laughs) brimstone was cool Sideways, despite the terrible name, was cool uh yeah, there's, there's a f- ghost rider there's a spider man uh... uh what was the was it tracer? Uh, silencer silencer that's silencer
1: it. was the one original one. silencer like, was cool silencer
0: oh my god i hated john Romita jr's art though uh blocky as all hell oh yeah. it's so bad oh i get it it's iconic because it's his father was an artistic hero in the in the comics universe and it's bad he has some iconic art just, that
1: it, just say it's bad. But it's bad. It's it, bad. It's, just, <laughs> it's a, It does. It, I. It doesn't work for everything. I. I don't need you to start with a protractor and then slowly add curves to these <laughs> boxy lines you've clearly got.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I'm talking shit. You know, from as low as you can go. Like I can. Like I can draw cartoon characters. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot draw a comic book level art at all. But uh, yeah, I do not like his art style i didn't like his superman run really didn't really didn't like his silencer run the art was just so subpar you couldn't even tell what was going on because everybody has the same square head and the same square body and just yeah like when there's fight scenes going on you have no idea what's going on because everybody looks exactly the same
1: everyone's got that same fucking pose that he does Uh, yeah
0: yeah so all right, ran over. That's that's all I read. That's all I watched. That's all I listened to. I'm sure there's other things I'm forgetting, but we're like an hour and a half in, so we should probably move on. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah. Let, let's get to what's relevant and current in the world of all things nerdy.
0: And of course, uh, we are currently breaking down each segment into... Uh, Individual digestible segments so we can post those on the youtube channel as well so if for some reason you you're just looking for a specific type of news whether it's video game tech news movies and tv whatever you soon will be able to find those things individually on our channel without having to go through the full two hour three hour podcast so hopefully that makes it more fun and easier to digest for you it will certainly make it easier for us to share on social media and stuff so uh, definitely look out for that All right, first up, we're talking video game news. Uh, Usually, I try to keep everything together, but there's quite a few things, so I apologize if we jump around a little bit. So, CD Projekt's new Witcher trilogy has announced it will have a new director. The uh, lead animator from The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077 will now be taking the lead on the new Witcher saga. They did confirm that the new Witcher saga will be a three-part series. Uh, much like The Witcher 1, 2, and 3, uh, with Geralt was a three-part series, of course. But there's one thing that's weird about this. It's that um, the Gwent director, Jason Slamma, was supposed to be directing The Witcher 4. And it, hmm. he's still he's even still listed on his bio on social media as being the director of Witcher 4. Hmm. But clearly that's not the case anymore. So thought that was interesting. I wonder if there's some in, inner turmoil going on.
1: I mean, after what happened with Cyberpunk like two years ago now, it would only make sense that there's probably some kind of shakeup happening.
0: And I also wonder if maybe they're just like sending him to handle the remake of the first Witcher game. Maybe that's, they're like, hey, uh, why don't you prioritize this card game guy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, as long as the the remake is anywhere like close to what they did with the witcher 3 they can i can finally actually go through and play the first witcher game because oh my god is that first one nearly unplayable yeah the mechanics
0: are rough <laughs> they're, they're really rough talk about a point and click adventure yeah and then uh some other interesting news that came out of cd project red they said that the they are also developing a multiplayer witcher game at their sub the molasses flood mm. and they are also in development of a cyberpunk 2077 sequel so definitely keep track of cd project red it looks it seems like they're growing a lot the fact that they have multiple big games in development which is a first i mean that's a that's a pretty good sign that the
1: Whatever happened, uh, this company is still seeing their way through, despite all of the, well, to be quite honest, uh, controversy. And unfortunately, well-deserved.
0: Yep. So, we'll see. Uh, I have a lot of faith in the CD Projekt Red in general, despite their issues they had with the release of Cyberpunk 2077, but uh i really do look forward to getting more of the witcher universe quite frankly because netflix doesn't know what the fuck they're doing with the witcher <laughs> universe and i want more of the witcher universe and you know sapkowski has released one new book which was prequel stories in the past like 15 years i think so i yeah. i doubt we're getting more literature in any significant way and we're certainly not getting a good netflix iteration unfortunately despite oh. henry cavill being perfect for the role um yeah it's
1: kind of a one or the other for him
0: yeah and then even even dandelion is perfect in that role like they have they have decent casting i think for the big three but i think everybody else is cast terribly Oh, really terribly it's and then the mm. the writers are self-pronounced haters of the the original books which is like why are you even on the team <laughs> why are you writing this uh, to which henry cavill is openly criticizing the show for And it makes all the sense in the world now why it was so, like, chaotic that first season and why they're just not even bothering to try to be canon accurate (laughs) anymore. Uh, We'll get to more of that in the news, though. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. So, yeah, give me more games from CD Projekt Red because they're the only ones I trust at this point. I would love, you know, how they're doing like the uh, Hogwarts video game coming out soon. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, which is like late eighteen hundreds, totally unrelated to Harry Potter itself. You know, because it comes long before Harry Potter. It's just like choose your own adventure type Hogwarts story. I want that from The Witcher. I want like a Witcher game where like you start in you know, uh, Keramoren being converted into a witcher and then you go on your journey and it's like totally re- unrelated to the rest of the stuff. You, it's just like brand new thing. It can, I think it probably has to be a prequel to, you know, Geralt's age. So
1: if you're going to do a prequel, there would be a good reason to do a Vesemir game.
0: Yeah, if you wanted to make it a very specific character, you absolutely could do that. Yeah. Uh, but I think it'd be cool if you could like choose your house, maybe like, even, like uh. choose a Witcher clan, uh, I or think even that- even like maybe choose to be like uh, a mage or or a Witcher or just like a soldier. That seems far more
1: suited to like a, an an MMO type experience. Sure. If you're, well, they're making a multiplayer. Yeah, so they certainly could do it there. Yeah, they could. Uh if you're wanting something more like heavily like story focused, um given that there's already an animated season of The Witcher where Vesemir was the focus, yeah, you could if you wanted to spin an entire game basically around that story and just add a bunch of missions where he's fighting different monsters yeah
0: there's a lot of meat on that bone like the oh, witcher yeah. has a lot going for it it does if somebody smart <laughs> and respectful of the material wants to take advantage of it which netflix has not unfortunately but i think cd project red has universally been applauded for how they've handled the witcher and the storytelling for old building so definitely definitely looking forward to that from cg project red next up in the news uh this is more of the movie segment so we'll push this way down here somewhere uh next up we have an announced date for atomic heart the video game that was (coughs) announced at gamescom it will be coming on february 21st 2023 uh really shows this crazy fast-paced gameplay um set in the Hmm. soviet era coming from developer mudfish uh, and focus entertainment they did also confirm that it will be on pc playstation 5 the xbox uh ps4 and xbox one and it will be on game pass in february um really looks cool looks unique a little bummed that it's on past gen platforms because again we're just holding everything back and we're so right. we're so deep into this generation it's like why are we still holding these games back yeah i that get that they really want to reach question. a bigger audience but like there's enough out there now that it shouldn't be a problem it, no. it's going to be later in the news but playstation crossed 25 million sold i'm sure xbox is somewhere in the same realm there's there's no reason why we're holding this these platforms back anymore yeah not at this point uh PlayStation VR two has uh, announced a release date and a price. It's a little more aggressive than a lot of people thought. It will be officially released <laughs> on February twenty second, twenty twenty three, and is a priced in North America at five hundred and forty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Pre orders will be available on November fifteenth. Again, we talked about in the past that they will not have cross compatibility with the PSVR1 games unless they the developers choose to like redevelop them from the ground up, basically, yeah. for the, the new control systems because they're not using the camera system and the light system anymore. Now it's actually, you know... Yeah, uh, this is basically the PlayStation
1: version of the Oculus.
0: Straight up. Yeah. Which... I kind of wonder about the timing of this price announcement because Meta announced their uh, Oculus Pro, which is $1,600. $1,600, dude, for a headset. Okay, on a scale of like Virtual
1: Boy to like Ready Player One... (laughs) What are we dealing with in terms of the the Oculus Pro? Well,
0: here's the deal. We went through the specs of the, I think, Oculus 2 is the most recent iteration before Pro. Um, And they announced the Oculus 3 shortly after that, which is more reasonably priced around, like, basically around the same price as the PSVR 2. Um, However, the the Oculus Pro, like the upgrade is so marginal because <laughs> you got to th- it's like all tech yeah like once you get to a certain point anything beyond that point is going to be exponentially more expensive for less and less return right it's true for chipsets it's true for GPUs CPUs you know fast fast ram all this stuff you know f- super fast high capacity SSDs like all the stuff just gets dramatically more expensive and you get way less in terms of the gap uh between the previous stage or the the next tier and i think that's what's going on here with the the oculus pro uh, from facebook uh it'll it'll come up later in the news so i won't harp on it too much man they're making some terrible business decisions terrible you just like and i i feel like playstation felt more bold about releasing this very high price point for their vr system right after hearing what the the pro was gonna go for yeah exactly and the the whole appeal of the playstation vr one is that it's reasonably priced it was probably the cheapest like pro level vr headset that you could get probably arguably the most comfortable had a good ecosystem of games and you didn't have to have some super high powered pc to power it because your ps4 powered it yeah and so that saved cost too because you didn't have to have like a bunch of you know cpu gpu processing on the headset itself like the oculus does because the oculus is largely standalone and that's kind of what kept the price point down. Now you have to have a PS5, which is $500, $50 less than the accessory for the PS5. Sweet Jesus. And then you have to have the PSVR 2, which thankfully does come with the two controllers. So I guess they have an argument there, whereas PSVR 1 didn't come with controllers. You had to buy those stupid, you yeah know, the
1: the PlayStation Move
0: controls the, separately. Yeah, the I've, super old I, PlayStation I, Move controls god i i still remember getting those for the fucking ps3 yeah and you know obviously there's dated there's reduced cost because of all that stuff and i get it this is like high-end technology they have we went over the specs they have a high refresh rate high resolution uh really large field of view compared to their competitors currently obviously that's going to change with oculus 3 and oculus pro if you have 1600 spare dollars right um But it is still wired, so it's not like there's like high speed Bluetooth connectivity or something on there processing. Uh, The PS5 does all the processing for you, which you already spent $500 for. (laughs) Uh, I get that it has the 3D audio, but every PlayStation headset has 3D audio now. It's not like unique anymore, and it's mostly done by the software, not the hardware. the the haptics are awesome. I don't want to take anything away from their hardware development team. The haptics and the controllers are amazing. Like they really do change significantly uh the experience on games that utilize them. Yeah. But five hundred and fifty dollars? It's like fifty dollars already... more than the PS5. No it... one's gonna buy this except the super wealthy. It it's like they almost tricked everyone into buying the first half of this whole system. Yes. On fucking layaway. So they're like, it's... hey, come buy our $550 VR system that is more expensive than all our competitors on the market except for the, the Oculus Pro, which is ridiculous. And
1: that's under the assumption that you already have a PS5. Otherwise, in order for this whole thing to fucking work, you'd yes. be paying 1000 M49.99.
0: Oh, and by the way, that huge catalog of VR games on your VR1, can't play them. Can't play them. Here's 20 new games you gotta buy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, I
1: I would definitely hope that by the time this thing actually launches that some of those old games get like a, oh, if you already bought it for the original PSVR, then uh, we're gonna... We're going to throw you a bone. We're going to let you say, oh, just upgrade to the PS5 version or the PSVR 2 version. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, no, we're going to make you buy this again for like the second time because that's not already endemic of the current gaming landscape today.
0: Yeah. I mean, this reeks of PlayStation 3 era launch.
1: Oh. This
0: reeks of that executive team. And I guarantee you there's somebody from that era in Sony because they're religiously loyal to these companies they work for. Yeah. I guarantee there's somebody in those executive headquarters that was like, Oh, you know, I kind of hear Facebook's going to release this big expensive thing. Let's just go all out. You know, it's, I I have a feeling that somebody wants to kill the VR headset more than anything. Mm. And they're just like, let's make this absurdly priced so we don't lose money on it it's like either they want it to they want it to be dead or they want to corner the market on it yeah and arguably based on the sales numbers the the PSVR1 was super successful uh, i just don't understand why they wouldn't continue their success you know with a smart business approach with and, and and robust support i mean obviously they went more in the direction of oculus and uh what's the other one um uh, the I other think big the one
1: htc uh v the, the ver- vibe 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 and, yeah. yeah
0: um they they made them more approachable from those standpoints but i just the cost is just ridiculous yeah. and it's not it's not wireless either you yeah. know it's hard to see this as anything other than
1: just cost prohibitive
0: yeah so i think they're putting themselves in a corner they don't have enough of an ecosystem because uh, of the uh, lack of cross compatibility with old games. I, just...
1: I, I think what's really going to drive whether or not that uh five hundred and forty-nine ninety-nine price tag is going to be how many people actually pre-order the damn thing. We will if, see. If no one pre-orders the damn thing, I I'm almost certain that they will knock maybe fifty, maybe a hundred. Off of the final price tag, but... They... It's
0: not like Sony to discount things, <laughs> at least for a few years. They discount games all the time. But That's true. They're they're really good with games. Really bad about hardware. Controllers stay $60, $70 for the lifetime of the system. And sometimes will after the lifetime. <laughs> like, even PS4 controllers are still expensive. It's... I hate how true that is. So, I'm worried. I think it's safe to say. I was very excited for their next step... Cause I thought the first step was like a really good first attempt and it built a a loyal brand and an ecosystem. And And this this kind kind of helped put VR on the map. Yeah. And to, to the common man, you know, outside of the like elite PC master race exclusive, but now they'd made it like an elite niche group of PS5 owners, you know, that can afford both a $500 PS5, acquire a PS5 and, Uh, Spend another $550 on an advanced VR headset with 20 games.
1: This is an eight-way treadmill away from being for like the elite of elites. Yeah.
0: So very, very disappointing on that price point. I'm excited for the specs and the hardware and the application to the PS5 ecosystem itself. I'm glad that they're making a second iteration because it's not unlike Sony to just give up on something after a first attempt. Even even successful stuff. But yeah, I'm just... I, I don't have a lot of hope for this one. <sighs> we'll have to see how it turns out. Next up on the news, the Callisto Protocol, the uh, Dead Space spiritual successor, has been canceled in Japan because it is so gory uh, that they too are... Too gory for Japan? Too gory for Japan. What? It has been completely canceled. I didn't think that was possible. Following a dispute from developer Striking Distance Studios and the Japanese ratings board. Oh, my God. Uh, this is being reported by PC Gamer, um, so shout out to them. They announced on Twitter that the current version of Callisto Protocol, particularly a, a, <clears throat> a very particular uh, gory and violent horror game, cannot pass their computer entertainment rating organization called Zero in its current format and they don't want to alter the game because they believe it would ruin the vision so if you are in japan unfortunately you will not get to enjoy the spiritual successor of dead space 2 uh i'm sorry (laughs) i don't know why i said dead space (laughs) 2 the spiritual successor of dead space in general um really weird that this is the line they draw in the sand for Dead Space. I mean, it's gory, it's crazy. But I mean, is it really any more gory and crazy than God of War has been or the past Dead Space games have been or Elden Ring? Like okay,
1: to all of Japan, I'm going to kind of steal something from a very recent weird owl tweet. And I'm going to say there's VPN, uh, which would stand for, in this case, very probably no way that you're going to get this game in (laughs) uh, any of the Japanese prefectures. Um, And I'm sure that everyone who is looking forward to that game has a torrent of questions that you're probably wanting to ask the developers of this game. But uh, hmm, for the foreseeable future... I don't know how you're going to get it, but there, I'm sure where there's a will, there's a way. Sometimes you have to take what you can and give nothing back.
0: Yeah. It's it's a bummer. I feel bad for the Japanese audience. It's like, I get it if you want to put like an adult rating on it or make it harder to purchase for kids and stuff. Don't just ban it outright. Like, you, you, what are you doing? You, you, just...
1: Come up with the rating for the game that is accurate and
0: say... Allow them to make an educated decision.
1: Hey, if we want to actually implement an adults-only rating... Yeah. Then fucking implement an adults-only rating. Why aren't
0: they doing this to like their horror movies? Like I've seen Japanese horror movies; they're fucking disgusting. <laughs> like, why? Why is this where you're drawing the line? It's something about this just doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's it's very
1: curious to yeah. say the least.
0: Video game is going to be the point where we draw the line.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, a very fake-looking video game. Like, come on, guys.
1: Yeah, that. For those of you who really want it, uh, I'm not going to suggest
0: anyone sail the seven seas, but... (laughs) Uh, I mean, you can get like region unlock systems. Maybe do that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Or,
1: and here's a trick that I learned for downloading Japanese games. uh, When you first get a system, one of the first things that you do is you put your account on that just make an american account nailed it nailed it in one. they have language settings just they, change them they do have language settings as long as you put in honestly just a an american zip code that that just puts you in the american like download market for like anything playstation
0: yeah do it <laughs> But yeah, that sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, that's like you have to go through all this extra effort. Imagine if you're just like a diehard Dead Space fan, you love the series, you've been waiting for a return to the series in some way, shape, or form all this time, and this is what they do to you. Yeah. The, the fucking you know, moral regulations board in Japan says, fuck you, you can't play it. Hey, I was that American weeb who was
1: playing Fantasy Star Online two. A, Jap- a japan only game for like the longest time up until maybe last year yeah but that they...
0: wasn't because america banned it <laughs> it wasn't because <laughs> it america was banned because it because it was expensive to import and they just didn't want to do it
1: it it was expensive to import and also the company hadn't had the money to basically
0: spring for english voice acting yeah it, that that was a lot of it yep so disappointing hopefully that gets resolved in a positive way in the near future but it seems doubtful yeah next up playstation's london studio is working on a co-op action game set in a fantasy uk environment it is leaving uh peripherals and vr behind for this project so it will not be on the new vr2 which uh, was largely expected. London Studios has largely been doing like iToy stuff and Wonder Book and hmm. uh, PlayStation Move stuff for a long time. So it was long expected that they would be doing the next be- big VR game. But hey, they're taking a- an approach to a, a brand new uh, co op game, which again is pretty interesting that they're developing a main co op game that is not going to be a VR game. Um, so definitely cool. Uh, I like it when these studios get a chance to make something unique because that's usually how you end up with great games like Ghost of Tsushima or Horizon or Killzone, et cetera.
1: Yeah. The innovation, while difficult, is usually the most worthwhile.
0: Yeah. And I I, I, I know this isn't the... Uh, I don't think this is the same London studio that Sony had, but the getaway is due for a, 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 at least a return I don't know if you ever played The Getaway. Uh, I remember seeing, like, advertisements for that game. Yeah, it was basically, like, a British (laughs) Grand Theft Auto. I think uh, the other game that they
1: had made, uh, Blood and Truth, uh, also kind of seems like that, but with, like, actual actors. Yeah. Um, I never got to play that either, but they both looked very enticing the getaway was
0: cool it was it was really like you know it was rough around the edges even at the time because like gta already existed yeah and had much better controls which is laughable now <laughs> but um it was much more of a true open world Whereas the getaway was a little bit more of a like it feels like an open world it looks like an open world but if you really try to push the boundaries it's not uh, in a given story section. Yeah. But it was really cool, really solid, really fun. It's mm. cool just to see, like, a gangster game that's not Yakuza or American <laughs> mob-based, you know?
1: It's not just the Japanese and Italians all the time, guys. Yeah.
0: So it's it's just refreshing, and I like seeing stuff come out of the UK that's unique, you know? I think the last big UK release we got was Drive Club, and that went horrendously. Oh. So
1: yeah no let's let's not revisit that one
0: moving on (laughs) next up on the news marvel and ea sign a three game deal starting with the uh previously discussed iron man video game which will be a major title coming from ea um the first game iron man will be coming from ea motive uh the substudio within the greater uh organization known as ea games of course uh it's interesting that there's all of these Marvel deals going on because we had the the Square Enix Marvel deals uh which obviously didn't go quite as you planned mean with the, the Square Enix
1: Marvel deal. Well, <laughs> we, yeah, we, Marvel we know characters. how <laughs> we,
0: we know how that ended up. And then we have obviously the PlayStation exclusive uh Spider-Man and Wolverine. Spider-Man, we have
1: uh a game Two games. It's hard to screw up Spider Man because Spider Man has become so refined over time that it's, you know, what the game takes. All you have to do is like craft the story, and that that's basically it. Yeah, they were just fortunate enough to craft a very well told story that rivals every single one of the movies that came out
0: yeah so we'll see how it goes i you know they have been handling a lot of the star wars you know third party stuff for a while for better or worse you know they uh, you know i i we'll see how it goes i but i have faith that it'll be playable (laughs) like it won't be atrocious like avengers kind of was oh
1: imagine being at square enix knowing that you crapped the bed so hard that they gave it to EA. Absolutely.
0: One of the- Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know you fucked up. Now, Now, mind you, while Square Enix screwed up Avengers, EA screwed up, like, one of the biggest games that they were, like, touting for, like, the longest time, which was basically an Iron Man game called anthem <laughs> yep <laughs> that's fair dog i I think what's going to be curious is how much of this Iron Man game is basically going to be reskinned
0: anthem I mean they have the <laughs> assets so you might as well use them <laughs> uh, the, I'm interested uh, to see what they do with the other two games you know y- yeah I, What's kind of a bummer for me, and I get it with video games—they're so expensive to to build and create yeah. that it's it's hard to give any single creator all of the power to create, you know,
2: right? A, or a the United yeah.
0: Marvel Universe in a video game form. It's a bummer that they're spread out across all these different creators. You know, you got the Square Enix universe. Yeah, now you got the EA universe, and you have the exclusive PlayStation universe with these different Marvel characters, that's kind of a bummer. Cause like now you're probably never going to see a crossover, <laughs> e- even if they are all good, you know,
1: I actually have to defend square Enix. Yes. They screwed up with the Avengers, but they fucking nailed the guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> I I totally forgot. That's another one. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is like, oh my god, like let me just shit on Square Enix real quick. No. No. I can't I can't in good faith do that knowing full well that I never thought a Guardians of the Galaxy game would work, but they fucking nailed it. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. and you know spider-man and the miles morales uh expansion of spider-man is great wolverine is probably going to be very good wolverine
1: Uh, should be difficult to screw up
0: you would hope (laughs) i have a lot of faith in Sony because they've earned it but Uh, yeah with their exclusive titles but yeah i i can foresee a world where they fuck it up (laughs) Or make it a VR game. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean... Look at it, my claws. It's like,
1: hey, just pull on the trigger. Claws come out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze it. <laughs> just just imagine the... seeing, like, dads across like, <laughs> the country <laughs> being filmed in their living room going like this. <laughs> like, uh, uh. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no that was like a you need like a salad chopping mini game in the middle of it just like cutting (laughs) heads of lettuce with your claws just a lot of this
1: oh oh my god just imagine if they made like a star wars vr game there's gonna be so
0: much carpal tunnel but like a
1: star wars vr game where you are the jedi but you're just doing this with the with the lightsaber (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man i wonder how many televisions are gonna get broken all of them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, i guess if you got a vr headset you don't really need a tv anymore right uh, i mean yeah it's like i remember
1: growing up and being told don't sit so close you, like you'll go blind
0: <laughs> now we're <laughs> now wrapping it to our eyeballs <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, oh,
0: love it it was a different time back then next up on the news this is stuff we already covered a little bit playstation 5 has passed 25 million units sold however sony is producing many more than expected and you should see some uh supply chain relief here in the near future i know like a lot of places already are starting to have one or two on the shelves. so it's
1: like i wonder how many scalpers are slowly starting to realize oh yeah yeah, this might have been a bad investment over time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I would. If I was a scalper, I wouldn't have kept doing it. <laughs> Do it at the beginning and then stop. Right, because eventually it will dry up. But, eventually, but yeah, it looks like they are well ahead of its uh, target of selling 18 million consoles by March of 2023. It's still re- selling at a record pace to, despite the supply chain issues they've had up until this point. So really surprising really cool really good news for sony themselves uh and it's great to see that their uh supply chain is getting a lot of relief i imagine a lot of it's coming from uh samsung coming out of its covid lockdowns more or less although they keep locking down randomly i, I work in logistics it's the only reason so, i know this stuff yeah um so i know shanghai in particular really fucks up the supply chain <laughs> because so much is made in shanghai Uh, particularly like tech parts oh yeah uh, that's been a big bottleneck but i think a lot of the tech companies are moving their factories to other locations like taiwan uh i know there's one in vietnam that opened the united states here in ohio we're getting an intel factory right right next to columbus here uh, northeast of columbus so they're starting to not be so reliant on one specific city and one specific country uh which should relieve a lot of that supply supply chain supply chain strain (laughs) i'm combining all the words at this point yeah um but yeah really cool great for sony i'm sure they're really proud of that uh they've been profitable for a while uh they have god of war ragnarok coming out which is getting reviewed very well i'm seeing a lot of tens and 9.5s and crazy numbers that you know it's hard to live up to a masterpiece with the first one and it sounds like they may have succeeded so
1: yeah when
0: (laughs) they're still at the top and i'm worried about the one
1: that's going to come after because i mean when you're at the top like that
0: the only place to go is down Yeah, and it's very easy, as we've seen from PlayStation and Sony in the past, to go down. Yeah, I remember God of War 3. It happens quick. (laughs) Yeah, like, if God of War
1: 3 is any indication, uh, I foresee... Well, all of Valhalla and all of Midgard is probably going to get
0: irreparably fucked up. Yep, so... It's awesome that it's getting reviewed so well. It gives me a lot of faith that the game's going to be great as expected. It's They're kind of lucky because a lot of the other big releases for the holiday season have been underwhelming for a lot of people. Like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is expected to be a huge game, but it's getting kind of poorly reviewed at least for the revamped systems and stuff. They took I mean, I give them a lot of credit. Activision took a risk to revamp the system. It's a system that's 15 years old at this point yeah. that they were just recycling and putting back out in a slightly higher definition, you know. So, I give them a lot of credit for taking a chance. They probably shouldn't have done it at first with their biggest branch of their franchise. They probably should have done it with like Cold War or something like that that's a little bit lesser known yeah maybe like their historical like the vanguard game they had prior to this they probably should have started with that one if they were going to revamp the systems and then work out the kinks and then have the refined version for modern warfare i I mean add
1: activision to the list of companies that are guilty for re-churning
0: out old product yeah so i i i give them a lot of credit for finally taking the next step <laughs> it took them forever but they finally did it and now that they have done it all they have to do is polish it up and yeah then they're good but unfortunately it's hurting probably their their most famous franchise Uh, it doesn't hurt their sales they're still selling a billion dollars worth of the games but progress is slow and painful sometimes yeah but uh, you know as you can see the holiday season they're not a whole lot because a lot of stuff got pushed to early early you know q1 of next year late q4 very rarely are things uh pushed to an earlier release Speaking of things coming out in Q1 of next year, mm. Sony has announced 11 new PlayStation VR games that will be launch or near launch titles for the VR2. Uh, the big headliner, of course, is the Dark Pictures Switchback, which is the the you know cage horror series. Oh uh, yeah, it's not it's not literally a cage game, but it's basically in that uh, style. Oh
1: uh, yeah, the Dark Pictures anthology. Yep. Uh, yeah. It, if there's one thing made by the until dawn studio yeah if there's one thing that always trips me out it's seeing the covers of these games and recognizing the the very uncanny valley models of like actual like hollywood actors like that's weird yeah (laughs) it's
0: weird looking the one thing i don't like is that they're doing what they did with until dawn Which Until Dawn was an awesome, like, you know, it's like a corny uh, horror movie with like, you know legitimate actors and actresses yeah playing these roles really great graphics really fun storytelling environmental and much much faster pace than a cage game yeah you know they don't have you sitting there twirling the stick slowly to dance with your kid or play catch you know stupid shit like that like it's, or it's...
1: swiping slowly on the touchpad to shave your face yeah it's like <laughs> stuff that
0: actually matters right um but when they released the original PSVR they released until dawn i can't remember what it was called but it was basically like a circus roller coaster horror shooter game which is just the worst i hate that in vr like it's a huge vr trope it, yeah, like arcade pu- vr literally
1: put you on rails to
0: put you on rails and have yeah. just like light gun style shooting <laughs> with stupid shit that's what this is i mean obviously there's more to it than i'm giving it credit for but i hate rail shooters (laughs) they they just suck that's not gonna sell your system please please do do better just let us move around (laughs) just weird you you just need a refresh rate that can keep up to keep people from being sick the reason people get sick is because the refresh rate sucks you need like a high frame rate and a high refresh rate, and then it alleviates a lot of the nausea people get from v r yeah that's uh
1: yeah. yeah yeah we'll we'll just have to see how it works out uh when it comes to games like that i think uh one of the things that uh really pushes the game forward is replayability. Mm which uh, games like Until Dawn were known for because they had so many endings. And yep. I think that's what's going to be interesting is uh, with a game like that being
0: VR, how much replayability is it going to have? I mean, you would imagine a lot if you take like different paths and different. you have different objects to interact with, different puzzles to solve. Like, Which, which would beg the question, how on rails is it going to be? I mean, it's like... <sighs> Again, the thing that, like, really chaps my ass is <laughs> Resident Evil already did it right. Right. You already have a perfect example of how to do it. Just copy them. <laughs>
1: like, it's not it's a like, big deal.
0: Like, having a moving mechanic, it, it, it really shouldn't be that hard. Even Walking Dead has, like, a, a, a very simplified version, but they have, like, a basically a semi-open world environment with zombies. And you just navigate it and do what you gotta do to complete the story. Like... Why can't you do that?
1: Oh my God. Could
0: you imagine? Hate, hate real shooters. Could you
1: imagine, like, The Last of Us but VR? Oh, it would
0: be fucking awesome. <laughs> you know how fucking horrifying that would be? <laughs> Just having a clicker, like, right in your face. Like, fuck. <laughs> Uh, okay, You could do the uh, sex scene from Last of Us 2. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Just raw dogging from the back. <laughs> oh, uh, no! Uh, <sighs> that game's ridiculous.
1: You know what would be bad in VR? Uh, Being Joel in The Last of Us 2. <sighs>
0: <laughs> well, let's not talk about it. Yeah, let's not talk
1: about it. It it still hurts. We don't have
0: enough clock left. (laughs) It still hurts. Uh, Some other games that are announced for the VR2 are Crossfire Sierra Squad, which is a first-person shooter from Smilegate, which will cast players as the leader of a fire team placed in the, quote, middle of a war over a top-secret biochemical weapon that has been recently discovered. Um. The Light Brigade from Funktronics Labs is a single-player roguelike that is, quote, filled with immersive gunplay and a moody mystery. The world is losing all the light it has left, and you are the one last people still fighting against an ever-growing darkness.
1: So more different Returnal?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe? Maybe? (laughs) Uh, Cities VR Enhanced Edition so this is obviously a third-party crossover from yeah. fast travel games is an adaptation of city skylines which is pretty old game at this point uh the vr title aims to let players manage and build their city of their dreams in vr so in a big 3d space it's a pretty old game so it seems weird that they're converting an old game into vr why not just make a sequel just <laughs> yeah a vr option for it have Um, something that's more of a big deal that would matter more i would think yeah uh cosmonious high is the newest game from alchemy labs it's a it's a kind of like a kiddie adventure game it seems like uh they're the same people that did uh, job simulator and vacation simulator so you can imagine this will be ridiculous and over the top uh silly fun for kids especially Hello Neighbor, Search and Rescue from Tiny Build Games and Steel Wool Studios, where you will have to, quote, outsmart your neighbor. Um, So I imagine this will be like silly shenanigans. Again, kid-friendly, probably. Yeah. Probably in the realm of, uh, what's the octopus game? Octodad. Oh, Octodad. I imagine it'll be very
1: Octodad-ish. Octodad. Can you be the deadliest catch in VR? <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Boo. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let me have this. <laughs> okay.
0: And then your favorite Jurassic World Aftermath collection uh, from Coat Sink will combine <laughs> Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that feature a voice cast including Laura Bailey and, of course, Jeff Goldblum. Laura Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> if if you want the the real
1: voice of, you know, kid trunks in your head while going through this game. Lovely. I mean that and um uh if if you uh if you just uh put your hands out like this, the 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 Raptors will Stop,
0: dude. That's that's so going to be part of the game.
1: <laughs> I'm so certain that that will be a
0: gameplay aspect, and I'm annoyed by it. Yeah, they're, like they're definitely going to have a Chris Pratt mechanic. You know how many like Twitch streams there's going to be of people going like this on their stream,
1: <laughs> because we're just going to skip over the whole. It took this one character. L- Training a, a raptor literally from birth to respond <laughs> to your hand without biting it the fuck off. Yeah. It's like, we we could just do this now? Yeah.
0: It works. Oh, no.
1: No. <laughs> One thing that it's is- not
0: supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that is kind of cool about it, though, is they have a dino viewer mode. Um, which is basically like a dinosaur museum where you can like go up to and like interact with it and look at like a a big 3d model of a dinosaur, which will be awesome. It's like an, it'll be a good educational tool. It'll be fun for kids who like dinosaurs.
1: I just had the perfect idea for Capcom. So we did two resident evils. It took us a while to get to resident evil eight with VR, but we're, we're, we're getting there dino crisis
0: you're never gonna get it (laughs) come on never gonna get it never gonna get it
1: never gonna get it never gonna get it how
0: dare you (laughs) (laughs) just give me what i want (laughs) Uh, another game pistol whip vr uh is quote the award-winning physical action rhythm game where thrilling gun play and dynamic tracks collide, creating a dreamscape world for players to blast duck and dodge their way through to become the ultimate action hero. Uh Hooray.
1: because we're, we can't exactly call it Beat Gun as opposed to Beat Saber.
0: Hey, they have very realistic 3D models, okay? Uh, it's totally
1: different. I'm
0: sure they do. <laughs> Zenith, The Last City, will be a launch title for the VR2 and will welcome players to the MMO that features a full story and immersive combat with weapons and spells and much more you better get ready player 1. <laughs> so that's the VR I want. That's the VR I expect at this point. Right. So hopefully it's I'm praying against all odds that this is a great game and that it totally works. And as an MMO that's even cooler. It, to interact with other people in VR in a like a, a semi-realistic fantasy adventure game like that's great. Yeah. I I mean shit,
1: we already have VR chat. Where you can just put in a model w- of whatever you want.
0: Don't compare VR chat to this, please. <laughs> if you think people aren't going need, to compare that to VR you, chat. Ugandan knuckles everywhere. Just hordes of them. I,
1: I'm sorry. Are we or are we not talking about a VR MMO? Just you <laughs> half know naked
0: it, anime girls. Uh, Just looking like this, floating through the environment. You
1: know what's going to happen.
0: (laughs) You know what's going to
1: happen. Oh, no. Someone's going to get into the code. They're going to find a way to upload their own, like, modified
0: skins. (laughs) And it's going to be a fucking free-for-all. I'm just thinking, like, how many trolls are willing to spend $550 plus the cost of the game? To troll people in VR (laughs) in this game. Uh, Okay, the better question is how many people are willing to spend
1: $550 pretending to talk to their anime waifus?
0: Uh, Too many. Way more than you'd think. (laughs) It's bad. After that, uh, we have After the Fall from Vertigo Games, which is a really good studio. It's a co-op shooter set in a post-apocalyptic version of Los Angeles. And it allows for up to four players to team up to take on a world filled with 32 real players at a time. Uh, It originally launched in December of 2021, but the content has, quote, more than doubled and will have a fresh release on PSVR, 2 So look forward to that. Uh, Problem with these multiplayer dependent games, especially with that many people, you got to sell a lot of systems and a lot of copies of the game. Ooh. To keep that many people on teams, and
1: I mean, there, there's something to be said about uh, innovating, but there's also something to be said about knowing how to, essentially, in this case, maintain a very large player base, which is this game requires it in order for it to work, and yep. uh, it's hard enough. To do that on a system that doesn't require a VR headset. Yeah. That isn't VR chat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can play VR chat with a phone. Look (laughs) at a piece of cardboard. I I, I mean, look. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, this is the one thing that VR opens itself up to is like, if someone ever gets to the point where they can jailbreak that system and start modding the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things are
0: going to get rough real quick. Things things might get rough real quick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh,
1: but, yeah, I mean, this is probably one of the reasons why a lot of companies that make games like this usually have a very well-known or established IP as the backdrop. Yeah. Uh, a recent example of this is Reverse, um, what's basically, uh, what's that game? Uh, Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. where it's like 1v4, where one person's playing as the slasher monster mm-hmm. and everyone else is trying to escape. Yeah. Um, but even then, Reverse has been getting, like, while it plays like Dead by Daylight, because this is a Resident Evil only game, it's been getting negative reviews because there's already a game that exists that's basically doing the same thing, but better yeah. and not limited to that one IP. At this point, I guess we're just going to see. We're, we're going to see how well it does. VR may help fingers crossed it it may not given that it costs more than a fucking ps5 yeah
0: i mean I and requires a ps5 to work the only way (laughs) this will be possible and sustainable in any shape form or fashion is if it's cross-play enabled it has to be right there's just no way that it can sustain itself without being crossplay enabled, right? If there's one thing that Sony
1: doesn't want to do. <laughs> I mean, if there's one they... thing that Sony would rather you eat their ass first, <laughs> <laughs> it would be doing anything crossplay. Where you're not going out of your way to buy a fucking PlayStation 5 yeah. and a PlayStation VR just to play this one fucking game. That's
0: true. <laughs> However having been a Warzone gamer for a while, uh-huh. They did enable crossplay. Finally. For a lot of their multiplayer stuff.
1: I mean, you Would have you... to be Activision or Blizzard or EA to like swing a, a big enough dick around to say hey yeah i know you don't want us to do cr- uh,
0: crossplay <laughs> but we're doing it <laughs> yeah I, I i mean if they're not they're doomed they're just, they're, they're doomed <laughs> like there's no way a game that large can be sustained well, when you need 32 players for the enemies I, I plus mean, at least one more person that that all depends on how
1: Cogent, the uh, coding infrastructure is for that game, as well as any other VR system, since it's a VR-only game. Uh. They have,
0: like, bots, I guess. You can kind (laughs) of get away with it, but bots are never good. Mm. You can always tell when they're bots.
1: Yeah. So that'll
0: (laughs) kill a game just as quick.
1: That will. Uh, Again, we're still basically in, like, VR's infancy right now. Yeah. It's like where VR is right now is basically where the Nintendo Entertainment System, or the NES, if you're nasty. Um, that's basically where we're at. Yeah, we're at the beginning, and just like with the Nintendo, it's gonna, it's going to live or die on its games. Hopefully, this doesn't go the way
0: of the Vita we will see (laughs) you know i just so many decisions (laughs) being made by sony right now that
1: i'll I'll give them this they're they're swinging for the fences and they're
0: swinging hard i guess (laughs) uh and then the last game on the announced list is called tentacular which uh brings a lot of uh <laughs> Did we just go <laughs> right back boy, to Octodad Lude Boy Hentai? No, no <laughs> visions to mind. No. <laughs> uh hit the books vids at gmail dot com. No. Please address the memory. Don't you do it. <laughs> uh Tentacular from Fire Punched Games U G is a quote charming VR game about a gigantic but good hearted tentacled beast. <laughs> trying to figure out its place in the world and your orifices are we sure this is an octodad 2 squiddly boogaloo (laughs) it certainly looks like a very rudimentary (laughs) octodad type game so look forward to that if you have the money and the ability to get a psvr2 and a playstation 5 and buy the game good luck. Next up on the news, more bad Sony news. Sony has lost nearly 2 million PlayStation Plus subscribers since they revamped their service with the three-tiered list. But they hope to improve things in the near future as the word gets out. According to the company's latest financial report, Sony's multi-tiered PlayStation service subscription dropped from $47.3 At the end of June to 45.4 million subscribers in the three months leading up to September 30th, a decrease of 4%. Sony highlighted that the ratio of gamers subscribed to the service is significantly higher on PS5 than it is for the previous generation PS4 console, however. In response, Sony leadership plans to accelerate the adoption of PS5 hardware to recover this user engagement going forward. So... All of these things kind of tie into each other. Why aren't people adopting the PS5 hardware? Maybe it's because all of our games are still available on the goddamn PS4. So, you know, I, Supply I, I chain mean, issues aside, but we got past those probably about half a year ago at this point. I, I mean, here's the thing. The
1: supply chain issues sort of did near irreparable damage to the perception Of PS5's availability.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now they have have a PR issue (laughs) (laughs) with the availability of their
1: consoles. Uh, They do, and I'm going to go as far as to say the pricing issue is also probably a factor here, too. Yeah. uh, Given that the premium, uh, they were really pushing forward the
0: pay 50 bucks for three months sort of deal. Yeah, I mean they're they're killing. You know, look at God of War Ragnarok as like the most recent example. Yeah, like to your point, premium price for a video game for the PS5 versus the PS4 version. Yeah, uh, obviously availability or the perception of availability of the consoles. Yeah, um, you have <laughs> this huge, t- huge, visually impressive, amazing game that's supposed to be your console seller that's available on the previous gen hardware and runs fine on the previous gen hardware. It doesn't help the perception that there's a supply chain issue, which there was no longer really is. Well, and then it's not, uh, I'm going to go as far as to say, it's not that it
1: doesn't help the perception of the supply chain issue. Games like that, uh, don't help the perception of the need to adapt to, uh, the next step in the technology Yeah. if the games look as good as it does on the next gen on the current gen why the fuck
0: would i spring 500 bucks just so i can make this game look a little better yeah and there's other problems with this that i think we can point to as a frequent user of the playstation ecosystem when the if you go back to our episodes when this service came out, we had such a hard time trying to figure out what was actually included and what wasn't included on each of the tiers. And quite frankly, like, the middle tier was pointless. If, if Essentially, yeah. For the price difference between the premium tier and the middle tier, you might as well just get the, the premium tier because it's like an extra, what, two bucks a month? To get all of these extra features yeah, and all pretty much. basically basically free games from PlayStation 2 era, PlayStation 1 era, PS3 era, via you know the streaming services, the PlayStation Now, uh, which got adopted. And then on top of it, if you had an active PlayStation Plus subscription, they stopped your renewal automatically. So a lot of people, they just set it and forget it, just like Netflix or Hulu or anything else. Right when they did that when they revamped the service they had to make it so that you had to opt into a specific tier when you revamped you couldn't just keep your automatic recycle so that probably accounted for a lot of the drop too they probably lost a ton of people that didn't even weren't even paying attention to the fact that they were subscribed because they hadn't picked up their playstation controller in a little while you know these passive players are players that like don't play multiplayer that often and don't need the playstation plus service to play the games they usually play. Like, if you play an Elden Ring, like, you don't really need a PlayStation Plus subscription if that's the type of gamer you are. Yeah. So, I imagine that accounts for a big chunk of it as well. Uh, So, you got confusing launch of these bracketed tiers. You have, uh, with a poorly valued mid-tier, you have the removal of the new subscription. You have the optics of a supply chain issues still constraining this console systems you have the issue with all of these games still being released on the previous gen systems and then on top of all of that you have like negated the the effectiveness of your gift card system or your your carded subscription system yeah, Because what a lot of people did, including me, would wait for PlayStation Plus cards to go on sale on Amazon or whatever, usually around like Black Friday or whatever, buy like two or three years worth, and then just log it all in your account at a discount, yeah. buy it all at once, and then you got like two or three years of PlayStation Plus to look forward to, and you don't have to think about it again. Yeah, and now, I mean... Basically, all those cards were made... Invalid. Invalid and, and yeah. unusable, and that, that was what a lot of people were doing. Now you can't, you can't get like a discount like that anymore. It's just like, hey, this is the price. You pick your tier, you get it, that's it.
1: Yeah, uh, I am going to go so far as to say I have what I would think would be pretty good marketing in terms of how to get people back into it. You start by basically advertising the history of PlayStation. All of the games. There are games from the original PlayStation that you can play yeah. on PlayStation Plus right now. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a couple of them. Uh, you advertise the history of PlayStation from one all the way up through four and showing off like some like stuff with five. And you with showing off the stuff of five, you say like, oh, this is the future of gaming and then to really make everybody hot for it you show what the price is and then you visibly slash it to where it's like 10 to 15 dollars less
0: yeah or at least have like frequent sales like maybe once a quarter absolutely yeah um yeah, that I, that's the only way I can foresee them resolving And Honestly, I think they should get rid of the middle tier entirely. Just make it simple. Like, yeah. hey, yeah, basic PlayStation Plus for your basic multiplayer and a handful of free games every month. Or you can get the premium tier and get a ton of value, a ton of games, cloud saves, blah, 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 all this extra stuff that you don't get, including the classic catalogs like PS1, PS2 games. And then, like you said, have the price reduction because I guarantee you if you reduce the price to like that mid-tier price and then you condense it so it's more clear to the audience and to the the people you're trying to recruit what it is and what they're actually getting and they don't have to like make this weird decision between a mid-tier and a low-tier and a high-tier. It'll make it much more simple for the audience. So I think, I think they just need to simplify it, roll it out. Like you said, do some kind of promotional discount, call back on nostalgia of the the PlayStation Heritage, and then go from there. And I, I think they could very quickly turn it around. But uh, we will see. Yeah. And honestly, if you have a PS5 and you don't have the premium tier of PS Plus, you're missing out on a ton of awesome stuff. Like, I, I Yeah, I, I absolutely. Haven't, I haven't paid for a game, like a new game, so long because i'm just (laughs) playing all my free games (laughs) on premium great it's not free free but like the the amount you're paying for a year of the service that you have to have for multiplayer most of the time anyway and then you get the free games permanently on top of that with the three games or four games a month like it's such an incredible value i can't i can't hype it it, enough it is ignore the middle tier yeah it's
1: pointless yeah premium premium if you've got the money, premiums where it's at, full stop.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and quite frankly, it's not that expensive. <laughs> like Netflix Consi- is going to be more expensive pretty soon here. Yeah, considering what you're getting, it's kind of a steal. It really is. It really yeah. is. You think about these games that are thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy bucks. Yeah, I mean, you can play them for free right now if you yeah. have that service. And, and it's, it's uh, outrageous. Along oh,
1: with the the free trials where you can actually like. Test yeah. out a game before you, you know,
0: spend the money on yeah. it. So you don't get burnt. You don't get Cyberpunk 2077 Ooh, yeah, we all got cyberpunk Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if you had a trial for that before you bought it Ooh, when it first came out. Yeah. that Would have saved a lot of people a lot of heartache. It would have. Would have probably saved CD Projekt Red a lot of refunds and the logistic problems of providing all these refunds. Uh them keeping the game on PS
1: five only would have saved them a lot of refunds.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Uh next up on the video game news. Microsoft has announced that it it actually loses between a hundred and two hundred dollars on every Xbox sold, and it relies on add ons and video games to make its money. Uh Xbox this was confirmed by Xbox boss Phil Spencer uh while speaking with uh interviewers from CNBC and from Eurogamer. This is ridiculous. How? How are they losing so much money on this system? Es- especially the one... Like, this comes back to the conversation that we had with Nick a few episodes ago where yeah. we were talking about the cost of simplification, the fact that they have two different systems. Yeah. Like the actual next-gen system and this weird in-between system. That I, probably costs them so much in losses because the components alone, because they're not ordering the same components in volume, instead they're cutting it in half and having to do half of this and half of that, that alone is probably making their costs go through the roof. So that that's just an example of just incompetence at at the top level. Right. Shouldn't have done it at all.
1: I, I think the the thing that's really dumb about this is that when you break down the pricing – uh assuming that uh there's 499 for the series X and 299 for the series S if you're losing 100 to 200 dollars per console it's like you're basically giving away some like at least 100 dollars worth or no you're giving away 200 When you're making a hundred, like you're basically paying people to
0: take this off of you. So let's let's do a little math experiment here. So let's assume that Xbox is somewhat close to where PlayStation Five is in terms of sales, as we reported over 25 million. We'll we'll say 25 million Xboxes are sold in the near future. Let's multiply that by let's be conservative and say a hundred dollars. Okay. So a hundred dollars worth of losses for every single console sold of that twenty-five million dollar or twenty-five million dollar. I keep saying dollar <laughs> million <laughs> units. Uh, let's see what that comes to. Oh, that okay. That's two two point five billion dollars in losses. Uh, yeah.
1: Now I was gonna say like <laughs> they could not be worthing worthing. They could not be losing. An entire country's worth of money.
0: Microsoft could.
1: Uh, okay, yeah, Microsoft could, but <laughs> they have more than that in cash. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apple has like eight trillion. I hate
1: that even more.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> to say that every time you sell one of these things, you're losing a hundred dollars. That's conservative, by the way. They said 100
0: to 200. Uh, uh, So that number is actually much higher.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Which would mean that every time someone buys one of these, you're getting pretty close to breaking even or selling these things at cost.
0: That's that's no profit. Yeah. No, it's not uncommon for these systems to be sold at cost or to be sold at a slim loss 100 to 200 dollars is atrocious that's that's billions (laughs) billions of dollars in losses that i guarantee they are not recouping because of game pass (laughs) (laughs) there there's not
1: nearly enough people spending money on game pass to make that amount of loss worth it and i think the question would also then have to go to how much are they being outsold by the PlayStation 5?
0: Yeah. it's in, They didn't report the number yet, but I imagine we'll find out in the near future. Yeah. The fact that they're quiet about it usually means something bad, though. That usually means mm, not as many as we'd hoped.
1: Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, Microsoft wasn't the only... You know, hardware developer releasing like two different versions of a gaming system. I mean, the PS5 does have a disc version and a non-disc version. Yeah, but
0: oh, that, uh, that that's yeah. just one part. That, that's yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, one part. That, that's that's you're not, the, you're not that's, changing the CPU. That's, and that's the, the GPU. beauty of the simplicity <laughs>
1: of what Sony was doing. Yeah. Is like they they knew. They knew all too well that if they were going to try to sell these en masse, the only way that they were going to get uh, a diskless version of this to work would be to cut some of the price off. But then if people really want to buy the disc, which is slowly being phased out, and I'm sorry, GameStop, it's true... Mm then why don't we just uh, release these things uh, at the same time and see which one outsells which. And I think the the common mantra is, if you're going to get a PS5, get the disc one, because people still like the idea of having physical media.
0: Plus, it's just nice to have the option, you yeah, know? Yeah. If you want to collect, you know, a steel box, and ha- instead of having a slip, <laughs> like, they keep these, these latest ones, they have, like, a piece of paper with a code on it now. Sweet Jesus. Uh, wh- what's the point? You, you, <laughs> why are you even buying this box, then? You, you s- selling an alphanumerical code. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's... Uh, that would be easy to steal, by the way. Yeah. I I think the value, really, is in, like, Blu-rays and, like, back catalog because you you can put your ps4 discs in you can obviously you can put your ps5 discs in but you don't need to just buy it digitally but the ps4 discs you can still play on there you can still play your blu-rays and dvds like that's that's where the value of the disc is if you have a catalog of movies and games that you don't want to just suddenly have no value to you yeah you know preserve that value by getting a disc version that's that's what i'd say Yeah,
1: and it took Sony a while, but I think they've figured out, and in this case, finally kind of caught up to, or slowly catching up to, uh, the Xbox approach to backwards compatibility, Mm -hmm. which is to basically just digitize every last one of these games. Yep, uh, And over time, just have people pay for access to them except for ps3 except for p okay th- there are ps3 games that are streamable that's it's not the same <laughs> it's not the same let's I, not pretend it is uh, okay you're not wrong it's not the same <laughs> and like i know one game that i wish i just had the physical version of it but yeah it's not the same it... slowly but surely it's all going to be phased out Mm -hmm. in terms of like physical media and what have you. I think the, if we're being honest, the discless version of the PS five was kind of the first shot across that bow.
0: Yeah. And I mean, even the Xbox one had had a discless version, so it's not unprecedented but the what what Xbox did this generation where they <laughs> had the Series S and the Series X that yeah. was a total mistake yeah. right. and it's probably driving a lot of the extra cost whether right. they want to admit it or not i think that was from top to bottom that was a, a, just a failure in engineering principles and costs.
1: yeah why <laughs> it, like it's one thing to remove a feature but to just have an overall inferior model released at the same time that's yep
0: that wasn't smart it's not a good look yeah and they're paying for it while on this interview uh phil spencer also discussed that epic didn't really know what to do with the franchise when referring to (laughs) cliff Blazinski working on gears of war and selling to xbox so apparently (laughs) that's the reason why we've gotten basically nothing from gears of war for all of this time despite being the only major franchise other than halo I mean... They didn't know what the fuck to do. (laughs) They're like, we're out of ideas.
1: Uh, Okay, let's be very clear. Halo's also out of ideas. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fair, dog. Like, all all we're doing is selling Xbox, another game franchise, that's also out of ideas. Can they turn it around? Or are we going to have another 343 situation
0: yeah i i just just think (laughs) i mean like they killed off the main characters you know like halo tried to make like new characters that mattered but they didn't really it's like this isn't master chief go away (laughs) you know (laughs) um uh, it's just uh, i'm not surprised that this was said but I'm surprised that they said it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get it in private meetings to the press. Why are you talking to the press and telling them that you're completely clueless with what to do with your Keystone franchises? That is bold. (laughs) And by the way, we're losing $2.5 billion minimum on these console sales.
1: I'm just hearing in my head Kevin Hart
0: yell the words, Help me! Help me. (laughs) So I'm not trying to beat up on Microsoft or Xbox. They have a good system, generally, and they have good games, generally. But (laughs) but goddamn, like Sony has problems, but Xbox has huge problems, Uh, and they don't even bother trying to solve them because they're such a wealthy organization that they have so much cash on hand they don't mind burning it right (laughs) you know
1: their games department is kind of an afterthought all things considered
0: yeah it's nuts like i just i don't understand how they maintain that branch of the company and i i wouldn't be surprised if in the next generation or two they end up just making it a platform and selling it off to steam or something like that you know we'll see how well the games like starfield
1: and god help us elder Scrolls 6 eventually when we're all dead yeah
0: i mean if (laughs) if this activision blizzard purchase goes all the way through like they're going to be the biggest game company on the planet just with all of their properties and all of their studios that they own i imagine that's why they're pushing so hard in this direction purchasing bethesda and purchasing activision blizzard and you know i I think they're on the move to becoming like the biggest third party provider of video games, along with companies like e a and Ubisoft and just saying "Fuck it on the hardware." you know if PlayStation wants to play this game, they can if Nintendo wants to do their own little you know drooling in the corner <laughs> playing with Legos <laughs> game uh sure, but we're not gonna bother taking these two and a half billion dollar losses anymore. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what
1: happens, and honestly, at this point, uh, yeah, it's going to come down to whether or not those big games hold up, because the system's pointless if the games on it aren't good. Yeah, there's... And if... What happened with Overwatch is any indication. All it takes is one big enough fuck up for people to abandon ship.
0: Yep, it's it's a problem. <laughs> it's, it's a big problem, but Ugh. we we will see. I, I I mean, people have been theorizing that Microsoft was going to go in this direction at some point anyway. It just seems more apparent than ever because they're they're not really generating exclusive as anymore they're they're buying up third-party developers and then arguably just call them exclusive converting them to exclusives in parentheses because it's all still on pc anyway yeah which you know obviously microsoft the pc platform so uh you know uh i just i just don't know i just don't know what the point is you know yeah at sony i get it They, you know they don't own windows <laughs> they don't own mac they
1: sure as hell don't <laughs> so they have
0: to do everything proprietary and so it makes sense for them to have a lot of high-end exclusives like god of war and horizon and you know last of us etc it does not make sense for microsoft and they have been losing money on every console generation since it was launched on the original xbox so but they keep making consoles. They, keep going. They, they keep, keep going. they keep going. So. They keep going. they've got the money. We'll see how long they want to burn it. Uh, <sighs> I guess. Uh, I you know I would not be surprised if the next generation they just abandon consoles in general and just go all PC. Yeah, and just like sponsor a PC. Like uh, here's an Xbox or a Microsoft you know approved uh, PC for, for your X- Xbox. All Infrastructure of your gaming, gaming needs. Yeah. yeah, just make Xbox a a store, a storefront like Steam, or integrate with Steam, which is more likely because they already put a lot of games on Steam. <laughs> oh yeah, you you integrate with Steam. You do not.
1: Well, okay, <laughs> I was gonna say you don't compete with Steam, but Epic Game Store, they try. They they're trying. They're still around. G O G,
0: that's still around. Helps on those uh Monopoly law. <laughs> I'm sure Steam is like all about it. Like, yeah, by all means. Epic, go. Do your thing, baby. Do your thing. Make it look like we have a competitor. <laughs> keep trying. We all know we don't. <laughs> <laughs> you keep your Fortnite, I guess. Uh, Alright. Well that wraps up all of our video game news. Uh now we'll jump into our TV and movie section of the podcast. Of course, uh there will be some overlap, but we with the priority of the system that we're rolling out if it's a TV show or a movie, even if it's based on a video game or a comic book or something else, we're focusing on that as a TV or video. All right. So Sonic Prime, the exclusive release for the Netflix uh, adaptation, has been revealed and has received a release date of December 15th of this Christmas season. So if you're a Sonic fan and you like their animated adaptations, Feel free to go and watch that. Hopefully, it's good. All the kiddos can enjoy. Of course, the movies were both good, so those are still available for you. I wonder if the movies will become available on the streaming service as well. That would make sense if you're trying to, you know, get as many eyes on the yeah. character and the show as possible.
1: Yeah, I, I saw a little uh, little bit of the trailer, and it definitely has an end to the Sonic-verse feel
0: yeah and it's it's rolling out at a good time i think because obviously we got the uh new sonic frontiers game coming out for the holiday holiday season which okay they tried something it doesn't look great reviews are pretty mid you know (laughs) like sevens Uh, mid is probably being generous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it looks kind of boring. I'm going to be honest. But, yeah. It looks like there's way too many stupid mini games that are completely unnecessary. They brought fishing back. <laughs> they, <laughs> they brought big, the cat fishing <laughs> back they, to the forefront.
1: <laughs> there is a, uh, pretty well known, uh, YouTube, uh, video game reviewer called skill up, uh, shout out skill up. Um uh, his review, uh, it was probably the most polite but scathing review I've ever seen in my life.
0: Oh. <laughs> He he called it, like, an alpha build. Oh, no. Yeah, I think that <laughs> like, one of the biggest pro- problems people have been having, like you were saying, is that there's just popping everywhere because the character's going faster than the game can run. <laughs> yeah. The game can't keep up with the character.
1: Oh, God. Uh, the, we can't get back to blast processing <laughs> if the character goes past everything we blast. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it,
0: funny. I, I, every review I've seen, like alluding to what you were talking about yeah it says like there's innovative parts and then there's really dumb parts and yeah like you gotta like enjoy the innovation and then just deal with the nonsense Uh it, which sounds it, like every sonic game at this point I,
1: I mean yeah every one of those games is gonna have a level of nonsense but it, it seems like like the biggest gripe that everyone has is that it feels mostly empty And for a game that was supposed to be touting
0: a big overworld, we have Zelda to thank for this. Um... Again, that game's not a ten. <laughs> I, I've played it now; it's, it's not a ten. It's not. It's it's very good. It's not a ten. <laughs> Sonic, Breath of the
1: Breath of the Rings, or something.
0: Yeah, Breath of the Chili Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah, that's know. fair. I just, yeah, it's like. They they ripped off uh, Twilight Princess and uh, Breath of the Wild at the same time, and then just shoved Sonic into it. Now, Kith. Now, Kith. Now, go fast. (laughs) (laughs) Not that fast. Not that fast. (laughs) Slow down. We can't keep up. (laughs) We can't blast process anymore. (laughs) You're too fast. (laughs) So, we'll see. I'm sure I'll play it eventually yeah but yeah sonic generations gave them the formula yeah. they just, did just they copy really did. sonic generations make awesome levels with 2d versions and 3d versions that are just levels if you want like an <laughs> open world place like a playground to go around and do silly things for fun or collect you know uh, you know collectibles or nfts oh no (laughs) no no. i'm kidding don't do that oh god i'm kidding don't give them ideas (laughs) but uh just make like fun fast levels with great colors and music like this game does not have great colors (laughs) it's it's, very drab and dreary and gray which is the last
1: thing that you want for a fucking sonic game there's literally
0: a sonic game called sonic colors (laughs) that people love (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> Do not make it dreary and gray and depressing. That uh, is not what Sonic is. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. Welcome to our TED Talk. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Moving on. Uh, and this isn't even the video game part of the podcast. Yeah, no. A new Japanese Godzilla movie is coming in 2023. This co- The company behind its creation is the original company behind uh the character the king of monsters the godzilla that we all know and love from the old films out of japan so toho really cool to see it was announced as part of godzilla day 2022 which is uh, i didn't even know that was a thing but okay uh takashi yamazaki will direct the new godzilla film he is previously uh credited with Lupin the Third the First, Parasite Part One, and Part Two, Dragon Quest Your Story. This will be his first time directing a Godzilla movie in particular. So should be cool. I'm looking forward to
1: it. Is there uh, really a movie called Lupin the Third the First?
0: Yes. <laughs> Did
1: anybody like say that out loud and think about
0: how? This is Japan. Oh, my God. This is the country that provides us 352 over one-half days as a title. Okay, but that's Kingdom Hearts, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, don't worry. We got uh, Final Fantasy XIII-2 and Final Fantasy XIII-3. Lightning returns. <laughs> we got Final Fantasy fourteen: A Realm Reborn. Uh, Not to be confused with Final Fantasy XIV. This is Japan. (laughs) They don't make sense. (laughs) They just throw numbers and fractions into everything for no apparent reason.
1: And that's before we get to anything related to Hideo
0: Kojima. Next up on the news. Big announcement for us. The Sandman. Has been renewed at Netflix for season two. Huzzah. You know, I was worried. They had me going for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised it took so long. Because it seemed on paper that everything was going very well. And, that, and were, that it was getting near yeah. universal praise? It was always on like the top ten watch list, if not number one. Right. Every time I was getting on Netflix. I'm sure if I got on right now, it might still be on the lower end of that. But yeah, like the show is great. Why why wouldn't that just be an automatic renewal? Yeah, that <sighs> also
1: don't blue ball us and have us like see just the beginning of the arc between dream and desire and like are you, come on man <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give us at least one one more season
0: yeah i feel like the executives at netflix just didn't expect it to be successful and we're like fuck it here's some money go film it go away right and, and, then, just and like, then it was successful and they didn't want to acknowledge it because they wanted to spend the money elsewhere but
1: But i wanted to spend that money on something else (laughs) yeah so we gotta
0: actually make it okay thank you (laughs) we you know what in the community thank you there's going to be another netflix show that we're going to mention the news later on cancel the next season you don't need it we don't want it spend that money on sandman or reboot the franchise i will discuss later in the show And we're going to get to that. (laughs) Stay tuned. (gasps) Uh, Next up, the Russo brothers have confirmed they will not be coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe until at least 2030. So uh, obviously they're famous for doing uh, several of the Avengers movies and Captain America. It's surprising. That they're just not even going to touch a a, a Marvel movie. Is it? Until 2030. And I kind of wonder if this is related to all the backstage problems we're hearing about with Marvel Cinematic Productions. Do you really wonder? Uh, (laughs) I mean, I would like to know the story. (laughs) I don't doubt that there's a good reason. Yeah, we want the details, but
1: I think the writing is on the wall. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there are managerial issues at Disney, uh, specifically in Marvel's line, because, well, we got a lot of shit going on. They sure do. (laughs) I mean, a lot of the shows that they produced were basically, if we count them for time, what would be long enough to be considered a trilogy of movies unto themselves every single time. Yeah. It it's like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier has enough material for three movies on its own. Uh, let me rephrase. It has enough runtime for three <laughs> movies on its own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it, the material was one movie, but the time was three. WandaVision, enough material for one movie, but the time was enough for three. (laughs) Loki, same fucking deal, so much so that Tom Hiddleston himself basically called what he did a trilogy of movies unto itself. Yeah. Even though that's basically one plot stretched into three movies. Yeah. Um... when you do all of that, spend that much money, and you're trying to do feature films probably during the worst possible time, considering the pandemic, of course, they're probably trying to get all of their money like back... Back in their giant money bags, because we know they have to have giant money bags if they're going to keep doing this shit. Yeah. Uh, Lo and behold, where they first had uh, critical praise for like 10 solid years, as soon as we saw the, the crack in the armor start to show itself... The, the crack got wider and wider and wider and wider and, wider, and they're yeah. going more and more obscure and I applaud them for trying things but when you have more fails than wins in the span of two years and I think there's probably like what nine different projects at least
0: yeah I mean I let was, I was just trying to run them off real quick so I'll win category fail category I'd say I I think She-Hulk is clearly a lose. Yeah, that uh, She-Hulk fail. Miss Marvel Miss Marvel. I'd say it's rough but it's a win. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> by the skin of their teeth that's a win. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh what else we got? Loki's a clear win. Loki's a win. WandaVision I think could be argued. I would say it's a loss but I don't know how you feel about it. It's a- uh, very much on the on the border.
1: I would say it's a loss if for no other reason than it's so divisive among the fan community because a lot of people see that as a character assassination.
0: It definitely is. Yeah. And it definitely went
1: way too long. It uh, it, it did. Um uh-huh. uh, what could also be considered a loss? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness.
0: Yeah, I mean I enjoyed the movie, but they messed up a lot of things and a lot of characters, uh, and they wasted a lot of opportunities. They did. They really did.
1: Uh, like that—that was the completion of the character assassination of the Scarlet Witch. Yep.
0: Thor: Love and Thunder clearly a loss. Clearly a huge loss. loss. Yeah, absolutely. Can't understate it. Um, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. I mean, uh, it was fan fiction. It
1: it was. Specifically, fan fiction that only works in a theater. If you're not in a theater, a lot of those like clap for the, for the moment scenes are awkward as hell.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't I don't want to give it an L, but I feel like I should. I, I'm gonna. They need the help. We'll yeah, say it's a yeah,
1: win. Yeah, we're we're gonna say it's a win Marginal because of win. the the numbers that it did, <laughs> just based on the numbers. Eternals is a loss. Eternals a loss.
0: Uh, What else we got? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I liked it. I recognize most people don't. I also liked it. Uh, I'm going
1: to say that everyone treated it as a win, so that's where we're going to put it.
0: Um, What are we missing here? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. It was fine. I don't know how others felt about it uh i feel I'm like gonna... it was just an excuse to get daredevil and <laughs> kingpin on screen uh it was an excuse to get kingpin daredevil we had to wait for she hulk well we saw matt murdoch right no because he was in spider-man and then he was in he was in
1: uh spider-man no way home mm. but we don't see him again
0: until she hulk okay unfortunate
1: i yeah. don't
0: know what what are you calling hawkeye I'm gonna call it a loss. All right. So that's if six. for no other reason Then I would like, agree with that. I, it, it, I I thought it was fine, but I would agree with that. It's a loss. Yeah, it's way more a loss than a win. Um, what are we missing?
1: Ms. Marvel. Oh wait, we went already went over Ms. Marvel. Yep. We're we're counting that as a win. Yep. Uh, I'm not
0: gonna count the animated stuff. Which are mostly losses.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. We're not going through what We'll if. be generous. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were, you were trying? were uh,
0: <laughs>
1: not the savage. Oh, gotta be. Um, uh, let's see. What what other movies had come out? It, it, we, it's a bad sign if we can't even remember. <laughs> it's a really bad sign. It, 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 I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a bad sign. Um
0: I'm trying to think i watched i watched them all very recently and i can't even remember what the hell i watched oh shang chi Shang think that was a surprise win it was a cg nonsense fest but it was it was good yeah we're, we'll count that as a win oh wait no that's a, okay yeah i'm at six and five right now i'm also at six and five did we miss any big ones
1: okay So for movies, it was Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and
0: I feel like we're missing at least one, but I can't think of what it may be.
1: Right. Uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder was a movie.
0: Black Widow. I don't know if that was before or after Endgame. I think it was after, right? That was after. That, so, yeah, that, that, that definitely goes in the, in the loss. L. Yeah. That... Big fat L. Yeah. So that's seven L's to five wins.
1: Yeah. We might be
0: forgetting more. <laughs> so we might
1: be forgetting more. That's which... not a good track record. No. Not, not even a little.
0: Yeah, and I think you made a great point talking about just how much extra they're doing like not only going for all these fringe characters like Wonder Man which I absolutely <laughs> don't need a Wonder Man show or TV show or uh movie but um i i think you're right i think they're stressing out their cg developers i think they're stressing out their directors they're stretching out their their cast members and bringing in a lot of no name talent to subsidize it and sing kind of lackluster results i'd say more or less yeah uh pretty much across the board and you know even the ones that i do feel are wins are very marginal like spider-man it's like it was fun fan fiction i enjoyed it i enjoyed seeing the old spider-man again Uh, i didn't think the story was particularly well written i didn't think the result was particularly good for the marvel cinematic universe and developing characters and story going forward
1: yeah th- there yeah. have been reports specifically on the doctor strange and the multiverse of madness where uh i think benedict cumberbatch went on record and said like there are a lot of times when we had to write our dialogue on the day that's horrendous
0: that's terrible that's horrendous <laughs> yeah that's not good your, your script should be written Uh, right before you even begins searching for locations and deciding where to film, you should have a script. Yeah. The script is supposed to be what they
1: call a lock.
0: That's the bare minimum.
1: Uh, Right.
0: Yeah. It's, it's concerning and they still have to find a way to integrate the X-Men and fantastic four. And they're giving us all these fringe characters in the meantime that we really aren't asking for and even the ones that have at least some fanfare are just totally neutered like i mean the big reveal at the end of she hulk i'm like really that's what he looks like yeah why why there's no reason to make him look like that what are you
1: doing are, you, are, are we talking about scar well i didn't want to spoil but yeah it, it, we could uh yeah. she-hulk we can spoil <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we don't want you to watch it <laughs> yeah
1: I just and also that picture's been floating on the internet for yeah, a while it's now. basically a meme now yeah
0: but yeah when it's so bad it became a meme you're in trouble and he hasn't even had his first show or movie yet just what are you doing
1: it it kinda of made me think of the, the one time when you uh got your hair cut in a a style that didn't really suit your head shape. <laughs> you you got uh lined up a little further back
0: than yeah. than I would ever suggest. Yeah, a lady cut off my widow's peak and <laughs> gave me a straight line across my fucking forehead. <laughs> It was so bad. <laughs> uh,
1: it, it, yeah, Scar. You can give him a mohawk un- unless you're trying to prep for Dakin before we even get like regular Wolverine. What the <sighs> guys? Come on. Yeah,
0: it's not not a good sign. It, it's not, and it's, not... it, it, it's no wonder the Russos left. The new Amman movie looks like Spy Kids three.
1: Oh just, no. The
0: CG's getting worse. The acting's getting worse. The direction's getting worse. The writing isn't even done when they film. There's a I will this say This sounds like DC. <laughs> I will sounds say Sounds a lot like DC. It, it,
1: Kang though. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> if there's one thing that actually looked like they had spent some like legit money on it was Kang's
0: uh, Ant-Man costume. That'll look great on him for five minutes of the movie. Huzzah. What are we, DC? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't have two bad companies. So DC <laughs> needs to get its shit on track like immediately, or Marvel needs to fix their shit. Or they can just, you know,
1: both slowly fall to the wayside while Image finally make it makes
0: its comeuppance. <laughs> I think, to your point, this is an easy fix for him. Yeah. Stop creating fringe character development stuff that you know isn't going to matter to the grand scale of things and to the overall arc of the MCU. You know, movie cinematic universes are limited. Eventually, you gotta kill it off they're 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 made up of only so many movies you did a great job with the first decade now for the second decade you're clearly losing track of the the goal at hand which is to build up to a big bad have a big resolution and have some great characters in between that have their own individual stories so like you said stop making tv shows that should have been movies just make a movie yeah if you want to release it on disney plus or in theaters whatever but just make a movie. Don't don't bother making nine, or to Daredevil's point, whatever that number was, 28 Yeah, episodes. That's probably not necessary. Uh, 18. 18. They're, they're working with 18. Um, they did actually
1: spring to turn what was going to be Armor Wars. Yep. Uh, which makes a like, lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's make that a movie. We, we don't need all... All of this material, let's cut the fat here and, you know, actually punch up some of these moments as opposed to throwing a ton of moments that maybe don't land as hard because there's so much.
0: Yep, and then reallocate said resources that you just saved by trimming down the fat, as you said, getting rid of these unnecessary projects that nobody wants and nobody's asking for and then attributing it to the cg development the practical effects you know all the stuff the biggest criticism i've heard recently out of a lot of the cast in the, these marvel films these recent ones is that they're at, more often than not acting alone against a against, tennis ball yeah against yeah. a green screen and a tennis ball outfit like that's not conducive to any kind of good acting and i i get it you're some of these people are brilliant they're very good at it But it's just not the same. It's like the the funeral scene at the end of Endgame where that Tony Stark's funeral. And like nobody looks like they're actually mourning. They're just standing there. You know why? Because they had them all come in individually against the (laughs) green screen and they didn't tell them what they were there for. (laughs) And then Uh, film the funeral scene that nobody knew was a funeral scene (laughs) because they were trying to compartmentalize it and not tell anyone. And obviously, because it's a fucking green screen, they don't they don't have any context for what's going on. You know, just why? Why? You're you're these things are going to get out whether you like it or not. Right. I'm not saying just be like flippant with it, you know, have security, make sure everybody understands, you know, don't tell anybody. But tell them what the fuck's going on so they know how to act. <laughs> you know? Like that shouldn't be a dead moment. That shouldn't be just like glazed over dead eyes in every actor and actress's face because they're just pretending to do something they don't understand. Like it Yeah. Oh, and that's oh, that's more of a modern movie making oh, issue.
1: I, I was gonna say, let let's relegate that face to, you know, Captain Marvel.
0: <laughs> Savage <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, she gave us a whole movie of that face.
0: <laughs> uh, I feel bad for her, man. A lot of people give her shit. I like she's she's fine. Like, now, mind you, she won an Academy Award. Yeah, she's not a bad actress. She she's just
1: obviously been given shit material. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. Yeah. Gal Gadot managed she had plenty of shit material. Did she? She still managed to act.
1: Uh, okay, that, that's a case that's kind of like the reverse word. Like you have someone trying to turn something bad into something good. <laughs> Actually, no, that's the same case. It's the same I, case. I, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984. What
0: the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> DC, you suck. <laughs> i love you but you suck (laughs) james gunn save us (laughs) all right moving on uh the last of us tv series has released a premiere date for hbo max so we will soon be able to watch the content it will come out on january 15th 2023 which is perfect because that's when uh the fun of christmas and new year's has worn off and now it's cold and gray and dreary and you want to be depressed and locked in a house Hooray. Oh, no. (laughs) Hooray. Like I said, I have some big concerns about this because they literally told the actress that plays Ellie, do not play the games because we want you to act the way you think you will act for this character in the script. And I'm like, the whole point of The Last of Us is the character interaction between Joel and Ellie.
1: The whole point of acting Okay, let me let me rephrase. The whole point of playing a pre-established character in a different medium is that you would be bringing that character, that same character, mm-hmm. who would probably still act the same way yeah. to life in a different medium. Yeah. So I'm concerned, to say the it's least. It's like, if she acts like, completely different from Ellie in the games... It's basically going to be a new character. Yeah,
0: why even bother? Right. Just put some new characters in the story and put them in the, you know, Last of Us universe. Like don't even call them Joel and Ellie at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I have I've have concerns. We'll yeah. see. Hopefully it's good, but I have concerns that it will be trash. Yeah. Uh DC's Stargirl is officially canceled after 3 seasons to the surprise of no one. Uh, Jeff John it, says the it final. It had three seasons? Uh, it will. <laughs> Jeff John says the final season will bring complete creative closure to the character. And this is more or less the end of the Berlanti verse as we know it.
1: Yeah, that's been on its last legs for a while.
0: Yep. In other HBO news, HBO has canceled its Westworld show after four seasons. Honestly, I was surprised to hear that it was still going, much like Stargirl. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first season, and then I just never got back to it and never watched the other seasons. So, And I feel like it came out a long time ago. Like I'm surprised it's only four seasons in. Yeah, it premiered in 2016. So. since 2016 they've only managed to make four seasons and the fourth hasn't come out yet
1: yeah if you to anyone who wants new sci-fi to watch uh showtime has a a show called the man who fell to earth which is a remake of a david bowie classic
0: yep we'll see i don't know i i really thought it was cool that they rebooted westworld and put a, a really cool spin on it I don't uh, on I've that heard... old ass Charlton
1: Heston movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think the problem is once you reveal the big reveal like at, at, after that point like what's the Yeah. There's nothing else to do. Like like once,
1: once the cat is out of the bag you're just drawing out one philosophical question over the course of Four seasons. Yeah, so again,
0: <laughs> I only watched the first seasons, but I, I imagine that the second and third season started to get long in the tooth, and I imagine that's why the four seasons already canceled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I, I shouldn't speak about it if I haven't watched it yet, but I imagine, because they basically gave up like the whole point of the story in the first season, so I imagine the second season just finished that out, and then the third season was like, ah, uh, let's find something else to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Next up, we got some Warner Brothers uh, Discovery news, of course, because they're always in the news. They have announced that they are going to focus primarily on franchises going forward and that they still have the rights to the Lord of the Rings movies. This was really surprising because, as we know, Embracer Group uh, purchased the rights for, I think, $800 million on a recent episode we talked about. Yeah. And obviously... Amazon has the TV show rights, which they spent a billion dollars for. And then Warner Brothers still has the rights to create movies. That's really weird. (laughs) It might be
1: something where there's a like the the length of a contract. uh, They might have the rights for like up to a certain point in time. And then it reverts over to Embracer Group. Yeah. That being said, just let Embracer Group do something. If the Rings of Power was any indication, I think the the very best iteration of what the Lord of the Rings had to offer is already behind
0: us. Yep. So obviously (laughs) included in that catalog is Harry Potter, House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings, and the DC Cinematic Universe here. So... We will see. Uh they also have uh <clears throat> what the hell are right they gonna to... do with Harry Potter? Well it's uh, that... that...
1: <laughs> <laughs> a good question. <laughs> Cause I, I, I don't know about you, but uh it seems pretty clear to me that the uh, controversial at best is what I would call the uh Marketability yeah. of any sort of property having to do with that franchise.
0: There's still a strong Harry Potter fandom, though. I think even despite the issues with the J.K. Rowling and the back and forth of the the actors <laughs> that played roles in her in her movies. Uh, I think the problem is like, at what point are we just gonna get exhausted? You know, That's just be like, we I'm don't need cool. more of this. Like it, the the prequel movies are terrible. They're terrible.
1: Uh, yeah. When like the com- the when first
0: it... one kind of had a point, and then they were like, ah, forget that. We don't care about this character. Yeah, that's... And they had to change the villain three times because <laughs> the actors kept getting in trouble or refusing to do it. That in itself
1: is kind of funny. It weirdly reminds me of this movie, uh, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Mm. It was... Which was unfortunately, like, one of the last things that Heath Ledger ever did.
0: Yeah, he didn't finish it because he died.
1: Yeah, and they had, like, three other people also Depp come in. I don't remember who it else. It was, like, Johnny Depp, Jude Law, yeah. yep, Colin right. Farrell.
0: <laughs> they just brought them all back for Dumbledore's prequel <laughs> series. <laughs> it, it took me a minute. It was like, uh, wait, hold on. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I wonder if uh, that was a WB movie, too. I wonder. <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but
1: yeah, with Harry Potter, uh, just what I said for The Lord of the Rings, second verse, same as the first. Yeah. It's like the the best years of Harry Potter are behind us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's surprising, to say the least, that uh, they're just... <laughs> Literally writing everything off the books, deleting it from their <laughs> streaming services forever, and just like e- eating a shit dinner to like swallow Batgirl and all these other multi-million dollar projects, uh, it's, like yeah, rebuild DC, and then also Warner Brothers focus on
1: Dune right now.
0: I just don't understand what they're gonna do with Lord of the Rings if Amazon's making this series that looks almost identical, <laughs> except we got anemic vegans running everything. Oh, you talking about Feminem?
1: Feminem?
0: Feminem? Oh, that's amazing! I want a Feminem t-shirt so bad. Uh, like uh, the not, one, person... not just her, Like half the cast is like super scrawny. Like these are supposed to be like demigod characters. Uh, e- they're at a different level and we're just like, "Eh, they're they're like uh the vegan chef in the food truck down the street, you know?" It would be one thing
1: if they actually knew how to write in a way that wasn't painfully obvious <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, you know, stuck to the lore at all. That uh, yes, uh, sticking is... to the lore might actually help. There's a reason why Lord of the Rings fans devour this huge extended version of Lord of the Rings. There's a reason. It's because they're devout followers of Tolkien. He made a very well-described, very deep world with its own canon. Thousands of years of lineage that you can trace in the mm-hmm. appendixes, in the Silmarillion, like, there's so much character content world building that he did the heavy lifting for you. And that's why, before do you th- why do you think you're smarter than Tolkien? That's before even
1: considering all the stuff that his son added. Yes. It's like Christopher Tolkien has a library unto himself <laughs> yes. that he added
0: to his father's work and they invented uh, multiple languages written and spoken with full vocabularies and then amazon said
1: nah <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we got this i,
0: think I, I got, think I got a good spin for this it's almost <laughs> it, it's uh, it's it's not like it hasn't been done before obviously the hobbit they had to bring in Peter Jackson to save it from the depths <laughs> of hell because, A, they, they took a like less than 200-page book and made it into three movies
1: yep. and then
0: filled in the gaps with a bunch of shit that never happened in the first place.
1: Pulling pieces from the Silmarillion in order to pad this fucking thing out.
0: And then drowned it in terrible CG and uh, just like... There's concerns (laughs) all around. Valid concerns. So I I hope whoever Embracer group chooses to develop the next iteration of Lord of the Rings, they choose somebody responsible who respects the canon and the material and the characters and the perspective. Please.
1: Cross your fingers. I beg you. Thank you.
0: Uh, Maybe give that... uh... James Gunn as well, while we're at it. Speaking of finances, Warner Bros. Discovery has announced that in their third quarter press release that they have lost $2.3 billion, and that's after all of their tax write-offs and all of their deletion of content to save money. Must be feeling like Microsoft right now. Yeah, they just like swallowing those hard-to-swallow pills. Just, mm one after the other Zaslov <laughs> was apparently super combative in these uh shareholder meetings saying that hey we were removing a bunch of this content because it wasn't serving us and we were paying to have it on our service and blah 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 basically saying hey we don't want to pay royalties to these people that made all these products for us uh and so instead of doing something like you know selling the rights to somebody else or allowing other companies to use it for streaming or whatever, we're just going to kill it forever. And you can't watch it anywhere ever again. Hooray. The digital future is now you can no longer have the DVD. (laughs) It's all streaming and they delete it when they want a tax write-off forever. Yeah. There's very probably no way.
1: (laughs) VPN. There's very probably no way that you'll be able to find any of this content. Yeah. Although there might be a veritable torrent of solutions to this
0: problem, if you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) I like your thought process. (laughs) Delightful. (laughs) All right. uh, Next up on the news. This is the one I've been alluding to all day. The Witcher has renewed for season four with a twist. Liam Hemsworth will be replacing Henry Cavill as Geralt in the series. Where is the third season? (laughs) Well, it's currently filming, as I understand it, and wrapping up production. But Henry Cavill has been very vocal recently, talking about how he would be happy to return to the role if the writers respect the content and there's been a ton of criticism, not only from Henry Cavill, but also from the other cast members of how poorly handled the uh, third season is apparently and about how the writers don't hate the books. Not, not just don't care about it. Actively hate the books. You, you, You can't can't hate the content. Wow. And expect good product out of this writing staff. Fucking wow, guys. If I was in charge of Netflix, I would have fired all of those writers immediately. Been like, why are you even, why did you even take this job then? Go fuck yourself. You're done. We'll hire someone else. Every last one of them. Yeah. And then we're replacing Henry Cavill with who? Liam Hemsworth. (laughs) Oh, I'm out. Why? i'm out why 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 would it... why <laughs> it's... yeah it's it's terrible it's a terrible decision all around i hope it never comes to be i hope they just fucking cancel it or or somehow they fire the writers or get new writers and cavill comes back but yeah the the series started terrible to begin with i I'm i'm being harsh but it's true Like, the series, if you don't know the lore of the series, the first season makes no fucking sense to anybody. That's the biggest feedback I heard from all the people that don't read the books, don't play the games, and wanted to get into a new fantasy. They're like, it's jumping around everywhere. I don't know what's going on. The sequences are way out of order in in terms of the canon (laughs) and the timeline. And they don't tell you that it's a different point in the timeline. They just go from scene to scene to scene. They changed a ton of iconic characters like Triss is probably the most egregious because Triss has a very iconic look with the bright red hair and they they're like ah nah we don't need that like go fuck yourselves like she's iconic for a reason there's an aesthetic you have to have for that character and then like you have the writers actively sabotaging the material because they don't like the books like what the fuck are you doing what are you doing Yeah, that's just that's all that is a recipe for disaster. And it makes me sad because very much like DC, they have some good casting that could work great and great actors and actresses that can play these roles. But they just fuck it up with bad directors and bad producers and bad writers. And it makes me so frustrated because The Witcher is such a deep set of fantasy lore that is not Lord of the Rings and not Harry Potter and something refreshing that we can give fantasy fans and it uh, just makes me sad
1: uh let's see that that just made me want to come up with a song something along the lines of toss this show out the window and forget <laughs> it quickly
0: uh. <laughs> makes me so frustrated uh Uh, next up on the news speaking of gears of war in our video game segment gears of war hasn't a gears of war movie hasn't been announced and netflix has also announced that it is developing an adult oriented animated series within the gears of war universe they are teaming up with the coalition coalition man it's getting late they are teaming up with the coalition for this new project Uh, They have not released a timeline yet, but I imagine it will be hitting your screens on streaming services late in 2023. Eh. Yeah, I mean, Gears of War is known for having really fun gameplay and co-op mechanics and multiplayer, I couldn't tell you the first thing about that story, though. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about the story. <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of roided up dudes in like kind of mech suits with chainsaw guns that don't make any sense. Because why would you have and, even need a chainsaw and a rifle? And we're fighting aliens, right? And we're well, yes and no, because they kind of come from inside the planet. Are we sure we're not just Warhammer Space Marines? Because this sounds like Warhammer Space it's Marines. It's kind of Warhammer Space Marines without the religion aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's no there's... one yelling Deus Volt. I'm not saying they shouldn't do this. I'm just saying this doesn't seem like ripe material for great storytelling in a cinematic interpretation. Could be proven completely wrong, and that would be wonderful if I'm wrong, but. That seems like a poor choice. And quite frankly, Gears has been dead for so long, as we alluded to earlier during their interview. And <laughs> they were saying they had no idea what the fuck to do with it after they killed Phoenix. So <laughs> like, uh, I guess, uh, you're going to be pandering to the like 40 and late 30 year old men who had Xbox three sixties and played gears of war. Yup. i mean there's an audience there but like probably not the demographic you want by the time it comes out especially because you're gonna add another year or two onto that so yeah well i think that's a great point to uh end the main portion of the show that's the end of our tech section of course of course we can't leave without presenting the weekly prestigious nay life-changing award of comic cover of the week this week there were a ton of really awesome covers. I mean like a ton. DC really knocked it out of the park in park in particular. They really had a nice assortment of covers, but Marvel did as well. Uh Boom had a few like this is a great week for art if you collect comic books and why wouldn't you? Go to your local comic book stores. Again, please support your local comic book stores. And buy some art. All right, don't be a Philistine. All right, this week the award goes to Batman Incorporated number two, the Jorge Molina cardstock cover. And of course, this is an extra big cover that goes from front to back. Um, This cover, it's it's just awesome. It's just dynamic. It uses a very obvious... um, Integration of the murky, foggy, Gotham-esque environment. I assume they're in Gotham. I don't know where else they would want to be. Maybe London. And uh, the foolproof design of having all of the
1: notable characters standing on a rooftop with the Batman himself. Yeah.
0: Now, famously, <laughs> I hate Batman Incorporated. I think it sucks. <laughs> not, not this current iteration, but just the idea because we don't need that many Batman. I didn't know they had another Batman Incorporated. Yeah, it still exists. It's still a thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we have Batmans oh all my. over the planet. That which I hate. That I. I, hate so that I dumb. And it... Frank Miller, I'm going to talk to you for a second. This is your fault <laughs> because you basically created Batman Incorporated, the original idea in The Dark Knight Returns. Oh. Because that's basically how the comic ends. Yep. It's your fault. Now, Grant Morrison came along and said, "All right, let's flesh this out. Let's uh have a Comanche Batman with feathers all over his head. Let's have a British Batman that wears a suit of armor. Like <laughs> just
1: like like full-on Dark Knight night.
0: <laughs> yeah, real real dumb stereotypes of everything and they are they get pointy ears and now they're bat people and uh i hated it (laughs) because one thing it doesn't play with the character of bruce wayne who's incredibly paranoid and he doesn't bring people under his umbrella unless he can like control every aspect of her life aka adopt them (laughs) so i feel like that's really the only reason why he has robin's um so i i really don't like the idea of batman incorporated especially a international group of batman that he has no direct control over why does one of them look like off-brand Azrael? uh pr- it probably is Azrael to be honest oh son of a bitch yeah and then we got red hood in there yeah there's Azrael right there and then this guy just looks like Moon Knight, Azrael. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make our own Moon Knight with yeah. Blackjack and and uh, wait, wait a minute. Uh, what do you mean Moon Knight is a rip of Batman? We already have Batman. We can't make it make another ba-
0: Batman Incorporated. We're bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so rant over. <laughs> I'm sure this is a very good iteration created by Ed Brisson and John Timms, but. Uh, what we're really discussing here is the wonderful cover art by Jorge Molina. Uh, really great depiction of all the characters. Really cool aesthetic. I really love the front-to-back covers, although it's, imp- it's almost impossible to display them in any kind of meaningful way without destroying them. That's the only downside of the like front-to-back covers. Um, I- I'm surprised you didn't pick a grifter cover. Well, that's what I was going to mention. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Wildcats is back, baby. <laughs> Wildcats number one also comes out this week, and who's on the front? Uh, fucking grifter, of course. Uh, that's a, that's a variant, but the regular cover has a bunch of characters on it. But obviously, grifter's the big one.
1: Wildcats returns, and it's it, it's weirdly unlifeleded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's much more like a like lamified uh yeah but uh yeah it's the covers are awesome i really love the ben oliver oliver variant cover huge shout out to ben oliver that grifter is my one of my favorite characters of all time certainly my favorite character from the wild storm slash wild cats universe like fuck yes fuck yes give it and of course it's a black label title which means it's adult oriented as it should be and i'm so stoked i can't wait I can't wait to pick it up. Oh, my God. I hope it's good. I oh. really... Please be good. Please be good writing. The new, the post-New 52 version was really good, too.
1: But it, it just... Ooh. As a close second, ooh.
0: Yeah. I, I, I was trying not to show favoritism. <laughs> my heart really wanted to give it to... Uh, Oliver there but uh uh, I I,
1: wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have said anything bad about it
0: (laughs) but like I said there's a ton of like really awesome covers this week so it it was yeah it was really hard to just choose one it really was biases aside again great job Jorge Molina this is this is a wonderful cover love the big big covers front to back always a lot more work but always worth it and as always we'll read the description of the comic before we leave you the pulse pounding second chapter to no more teachers continues as batman inc continues to investigate the death of ghostmaker and batman's mentors each new lead only begs more questions and threatens to unearth a shocking secret buried deep in ghostmaker's past a secret that refuses to die all right there you have it. Batman Incorporated number two, Jorge and Molina cover. Go get it from your local comic book shops. Again, please support your local comic book shops. All right. That's a great place to end it. Once again, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we'll see what the edits look like, but it looks like this is going to be another really long episode. Oh my <laughs> God. I might have to reduce some of my uh, <laughs> current events rants <laughs> that were not particularly nerd related. But uh...
1: Yeah, we, we might have to... <laughs> do some my bad y'all se- some selected
0: uh selections yeah selective selections yeah yeah sorry about that <laughs> we did have a few bathroom breaks but yeah it's it's long all right let's get out of here yep. uh of course you can find us on twitter at htbvids you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash hit the books so you can go to our website htbvids.com uh, of course check out those natural ones every tuesday at eight thirty. At p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv forward slash those natural ones. You can also find it on their YouTube channel, which I think you said youtube.com forward slash those natural ones. Yes. Or is it just the handle?
1: Uh, I, I think it's... Uh... I think the handles just the the natural ones. Okay, yeah. Uh,
0: so definitely check that out. Of course, we'll have links in the description so you can check that out much easier. If you're watching the YouTube channel, or if you can uh, see the links on your podcast service of choice. You, of course, we're on YouTube, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Podbean, Amazon Music, etc. If you want us on any other service, please reach out to us at vids at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, you can always send us your little boy fan art. Once again. Thank you for watching, listening. We really appreciate you. Please send us any kind of feedback you have if you want any questions of the show discussed or if you have any uh, constructive criticisms that we can build upon. Really appreciate your feedback and your support. We will see you next week. God, I really want Vine to come back. Oh, it's so good. Uh, lemons! Lemons! <laughs> <laughs>